Hello, everybody. Welcome to season two of the Top Cheese Podcast. Take two. Season two, take nine. (laughs) Take nine. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, here we go, everybody. Football is back, finally. Um, I guess we technically just waited a lot of time, but... We were worried there for a second we wouldn't have it, and it's uh, It's here. We watched some football already against the Chiefs and the Texans, and that was business as usual. But Yeah, that was depressing. <laughs> I, I think I watched like maybe 10 minutes of that game. It was not and, particularly And as... uh, I'm already sick of the Chiefs, and uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, they can just go away. So is it, Please uh, go so away are a lot already. of people going to be. A uh, solid over-under 54 push. <laughs> My God. With us here today, we got some guests, so I got to introduce the the usual suspects. I'm your host Wesley. My uh, co-hosts here, Tyler and Spencer, to my left and right. Hey, yeah. hey, hey! Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Special guest, my friend Jack from high school, Jack Anderson. Welcome to the pod. School boy. Hello, Yak. He is indeed a Viking fan. Soft J. So people can't cause bias anymore because we have a Vikings fan on. Doesn't matter. Yeah, we, we got a lot of community pushback about how biased we were to the Green Bay Packers <laughs> side, so we're really just trying to keep it as diverse as possible. Doesn't matter how we treat him at all or if we respect his opinions, he's here. Just kidding. That's it. Therefore, we also perfect. got Ben Splinter to talk with us here today. Hi, I guess I'm not a Vikings fan. He is a Vikings fan as well. I am a Vikings fan. Oh. Sporting the Rodman jersey though. Yeah, go Rodman. Definitely a Bulls fan. Just Dennis the, Robbed. Just him. a North Korea fan in general. The worm, gang <laughs> shit. You know how we doing it? South side, St. Paul. <laughs> One time for it's my actually ninjas. the north side of St. Paul. <laughs> <coughs> north side St. Paul? Yeah, pretty much. I um, wasn't sure if you were done with the microphone <laughs> or not. So he we, tried to grab it earlier and then he just handed it back to me. So I don't know if he's a little nervous or what. <laughs> we are You look nervous, Ben? Hold Your on. first time here? Talk <laughs> to me. Uh, I just started laughing, so I didn't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> so I just handed it back because You don't need to worry about saying the wrong thing. You do. Everybody no, needs I do. To, I actually everybody really needs do. to worry about it. Okay. Something. There you have it. We will be starting off this year, episode one of season two, with some quick off-season recap for both the Packs and the Vikes. Well, Packs. The Packers and the Vikes. Uh, we will move on to just sort of the upcoming season outlook after that, and then we will get down to week one, which is where the Packers play the Vikings, of course. Molly Wop, the Vikings. Let's hope. <laughs> in their own building. <laughs> With all those fans. Fan. <laughs> the one fan. The one guy who's going to, you know, they got to have the one guy blowing, you know, whatever Viking. Yeah, you know, they got to have that guy. All music students that are Vikings fans should know what a minor six sounds like because of that horn. Think of all it does. Oh, is that a minor six? <laughs> <laughs> I guess Ben knows what it is. Yeah, well, if the Vikings lose, then it's over because these fucking Packer fans just never shut up because they always <laughs> win, and that's, you know, good for them. They always win. You know, it makes it sense. Is. You can it's talk shit when you win. but It's very good for us. Vikings fans like to talk shit because we have a good team. We just never win, so it's never backed by anything useful. <laughs> so if we lose in our own stadium, I'm buying a Packers jersey. If you go too far in that heard direction, that here people, first. people yeah, are just going to presume is we paid somebody to act like a Vikings fan. <laughs> Ben, what <laughs> Packers jersey are you going to buy? Do you have anyone in particular? Billy Turner. Adams. That's wise. I already have an Adams jersey. Okay, okay. Adams, yeah. Probably. There are Jones right. jerseys at Dick's Sporting Goods you can get for like 40 bucks. He's a little bitch, but oh. I like him because he's hey, good. But hey, he's on the opposing team, so he's a little bitch right now. Well, that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> we can go over – well, Vikings fans will feel a lot better about this segment at least, so you can win for a few minutes here. We're going to quick recap – our drafts here, <laughs> in which, though the better team th- historically 
decided for one moment in history to wipe their ass with value. <laughs> um, he had an entire draft class while the Vikings did presumably the better job. Of course, we won't know how these draft classes went player by player for a while. Um, we'll get back to you in season five. We'll get back to you in like season four <laughs> or five. Uh, but the Packers, I'm not going to go over everything. If somebody's wanting to hear me talk about Packers seventh round draft picks, go listen to a different podcast because I'm not going to do that. Um, but the Packers drafted the potential replacement for Aaron Rodgers in a few years from now, Jordan Love out of Utah State. We decided to double down at a position we're great at in the second round, which is running back, and we grabbed A.J. Dillon. And then we drafted a move tight end in the third round. <laughs> um, a what tight end? A move tight end. Move tight end. Basically a fullback. And that was a depressing way of describing it. Actually, it was a nice Whoa. pick. This fifth round uh, Minnesota linebacker. Do you know how to fix that? Come on. Help me out. Come on, man. Oh, a I guess that'll, it's not too bad. Thanks. Um, Kamal Martin was doing really well for us in uh, for practice. It said he was probably going to start inside linebacker for us, and he went to IR. So Insert uh, rip and piece sound effect here. Yeah. Lord carry him now. Is that a gopher? He was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. I don't remember a damn thing he did. Me neither. When <laughs> watching him play the Wisconsin Badgers. No. Nope. But uh, apparently he's great at Nobody did much against yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah, same. Apparently he's amazing, and uh, his NFL career will be much better than his college career. Amen yeah. to that. But we don't need to spend – we spent a whole hour and a half uh, talking about the Packers draft class, uh, the last episode of season one. Well, do you have any general uh, – so we had opinions sure. back then. Yeah. But general thoughts about the current draft class now um, for the Packers before we go to the Vikes. Nobody, uh, everybody on Twitter overreacting horrifically to Jordan Love throwing passes right now is pretty funny considering how not very good uh, Rodgers looked not starting in 05, apparently. And there was some people with video evidence of that. I actually can agree to it. Um, I have, Jordan Love is most likely not going to be Aaron Rodgers, of course, but um, he's got a number of years to be good. So how he's playing right now is just really not relevant until he hits a field. But it's probably the best pick we made because it is the smartest position to attack with your highest value so we'll see but it obviously won't be any immediate impact we got rogers for at least another three years um i don't know how much aj Dillon is really going to touch the field this year i really don't because i heard jamal williams was playing well yeah i heard the same yeah i heard the same what do you think of the draft class tie Ah, i mean it was pretty uneventful right there wasn't a lot to hang your hat on i think some of our better picks might be those later rounds like the john runyon is his name john john runyon yeah yeah Yeah, you know some of these old linemen that might end up uh actually pretty decent we'll see about that i'm kind of excited about aj Dillon. i hope that they didn't draft aj Dillon as a replacement for aaron jones because i feel like aaron jones is one of the best backs in the league and that's hard to argue yeah at least at this point what he did last year i think jones is going to have another great season a thousand and a thousand for him hopefully that would be (laughs) ideal that'd be it's been done before (laughs) it's been done before he did that last year didn't it was pretty damn close to a thousand and five hundred because he had oh yeah 1500 total i think you meant a thousand a thousand christian mccaffrey literally yeah like that that. that's what i'm saying like it's possible like (laughs) mccaffrey's done it marshall falk has done it and i think there's maybe one or two craig i think that was some of the concern when we drafted dylan was that aaron jones is our best offensive weapon and all dylan could do was cut into that so he would have to be pretty damn good yeah yeah to be worth it but I want to know the Viking fans' perspective of our draft. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was a fun draft to watch, seeing that 
the Packers and the Bears probably had the worst drafts in the league. Oh, man, I'm so glad the Bears just did just as bad as us. (laughs) Yeah, but I tried to kind of take that with a grain of salt because we're still talking about a team that went 13-3 last year, went to the NFC Championship, didn't lose a lot of key players, and the Vikings had basically a fire sale on defense. So (laughs) um, even though they had – Presumably a better draft. They still have uh, rookie corners who are going to have to step up big and uh, an offensive lineman in Ezra Cleveland who right. can't be any worse than the current offensive line, but we'll see what he brings to the table. Yeah. will yeah. definitely be interesting to see what goes down tomorrow for sure. Yeah. Anticipation is at an all-time high for me. <laughs> I'm very nervous. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I want to win for one time in my life. Please, thank you. Well, <laughs> actually, the Vikings won, like, basically two straight years before last yeah. season, honestly. That's <laughs> true. That's um, true. My, my thought is uh, we're getting killed by prognosticators this year because of our bad draft. But yep. like you said, we haven't really lost, outside of Brian Belaga, anybody of significance. Yep. And yet... The Vikings have lost several important pieces, but just because they had a good draft, it seems like they're being rated a bit higher while there has been no OTAs, no offseason. So I feel like I'd be more worried about the Vikings a year from now or a couple years from now with all of those corners. Cam Dantzler fell quite a ways. Um, He was only a second, third round pick because of his poor combine, but he was a dog. Yeah, in the SEC, right? I really liked him. Yeah. He was out of Texas A&M. Uh, uh, Mississippi State. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. He was Mississippi State, my bad. I have it right in front of me. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but the uh, talking heads and the handicappers in Vegas, to your point, that's been a huge head-scratcher for me because the Vikings, on paper, had a terrible offseason, but a pretty good draft, but you yeah. never know how rookies are going to go. Right. And uh, the Packers pretty much stayed the same, but they were a 13-3 and team. People... Yeah don't seem to believe that they actually were a 13-3 and three team. Yeah, basically. And um, I'm not really sure why that is, but we'll see them run it back this year. I think there's a little bit of legitimacy to those arguments, but I think they're overcorrecting because yes. we went 13-3. and three, We had a lot of luck. We played uh, Staffordless Lions once. Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes was out. Was we played Chiefs. the Chiefs. And we had a few other injuries. Dalvin Cook in Week 16 and Madison were both out. I don't think that would have mattered. Yeah, I honestly don't either. I Week 16 there. probably would not. It didn't look like we it also, mattered. We also didn't have Couldn't block Zedarius. That was your biggest problem. That is probably the biggest thing I would no agree with. I don't think people. Yeah, we were really healthy. When you look at teams a couple years from now, nobody really remembers like the specific injuries and what players miss time. And Adams missing four games was far and away the worst injury we we suffered like all year. True. I, mean, I yeah. can't think yeah, of that four and oh, I think. I know people a lot of the uh, Packers beat writers wanted to be like, you guys don't know how big a loss Raven Green was. And maybe maybe that's true for like the dive defenses we run and stuff, but like that's a it's a lot to presume that he's just gonna come in and be like the answer f- to what had us allow two hundred rushing yards to <laughs> one player in the end of seed. Uh, that I think that was more of an attribution to our linebacker play, our D line and linebacker play to get gap because once you get Jake through Martinez. that, once you get through that first level, it's like okay, he's got wide open field. We're yeah. just on I mean, paper a horrifically bad matchup to a team with that good of an O line, the best blocking tight end in football, the best maybe the best tight maybe end the in best, football, yeah, exactly. um, and a great run game and the first, second, or third best offensive mind 
uh, in football right now with Kyle Shanahan. Well, whatever. We're talking about the team that went to the Super Bowl. So right. it's yeah. not like, oh. Who lost? Are we really Whoa. trying to say, though, that <laughs> George Kittle is better than Jimmy Graham? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Don't tell the Bears that. <laughs> that man is an expensive tight end. That was one of the all-time worst signings. Like, we'd have been so much better just paying Jordy Nelson, like, Oh, I thought you were talking about when the Bears signed Jimmy Graham, not when we did. One of the Bears. <laughs> Anybody well, yeah. signing Jimmy, Jimmy no, Graham. I remember it was basically like point. we were looking at Allen Robinson and Jimmy Graham. And we wanted got a Rob and we got Jimmy Graham. You know what? Alan Robinson can. Uh, it's so fun. It's like, oh, my God, all these the fantasy people are like, Alan Robinson doesn't deserve this. Like, yeah, he does. He was offered a contract from us that was like a million dollars less or something per year. He's pretty he, good. I mean, he, he is very always, good. He, he produces with shit quarterbacks. And he deserves all of the shit quarterbacks because he intentionally signed with one. Yeah, <laughs> he could have gone mean, and played it. for Aaron Rodgers. He's a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. I would have loved to have him. Valid. Um, so ask Greg Jennings about what it's like to take a million dollars more and go play for a fucking oh, yeah, team yeah. that yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, how, how'd that go? Uh, it didn't go great, but to the, to the Jimmy Graham point, he was one of the Bears' uh, 13 tight ends this offseason. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and great. drafted one of them. That makes a baker's dozen He's, for me. Ooh. <laughs> That's about a baker's dozen. Jimmy Graham apparently is also the best player out of uh, Bears camp, camp for Bears camp, which is not good. For um, them. For them. <laughs> no, that's terrible news for them. I don't think it could get much worse. The Bears still suck. They do. And They're they definitely very, Yes, they do. Very expensive backup quarterback. Well, the best oh thing they could God. do is just bench Trubisky now and let they already start. Named, they already right. named Trubisky the starter. Trubisky the start. Well, they're not listening to us again. <laughs> so, just in general, if you haven't followed in the offseason, there were not many losses on the side of the Packers. Brian Bilaga. I have those uh, here, yeah. Blake Martinez, Kyler Fackrell, those guys are gone. Trayvon Williams Trayvon was not was signed. And no. part of the concern was that we really didn't add anybody that is obviously going to play meaningful snaps for us outside of Christian Kirksey and yeah. perhaps Rick Wagner. Am I yep. missing anybody there? Uh, I, uh, I want to say so. Dylan, but that's too much to assume with, like, I don't know so, what so his role in the offense is, right. really. I'm really interested in Dylan because of obviously his his sort of Derrick Henry type game. Yeah, physical his, attributes. Yeah, and, and his, athleticism and his speed at his size, insane. Fast for a dude quads. two fifty. I just I want him to wax his quads and just people will be. Well, tra- what do you mean? Trans-based. What do you mean about that? <laughs> well, Please elaborate on what you mean by I'll wax you, his quads. Literally pour hot so wax on his legs. <laughs> transfixed with their with AJ Dylan's quads. Quadzilla's quads, rather. Yes. AJ Villain. Mm. That it'll be like one of those laser pointers. He, they just won't be able to see what's going on, oh, and shit. he'll just truck them. He's gonna get kicked out of the game for I think having a laser pointer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it's very likely that he truck sticks a lot of people. I'd yeah. like to see that. I but mean, uh, who'd want to tackle that camp, guy in the cold weather? He got a lot of buzz <laughs> in the camp. Full, yeah. I foresee him being more relevant the last two months of the year because Aaron Rodgers spoke to how he he's got a lot of talent, but he's got to pick up the offense. Yeah. They gotta like run routes. He's gotta pick up protections. Right. First There's thing a lot. Aaron Rodgers mentioned in his last interview with Pat McAfee was Jamal Williams. Of course. Yeah. Jamal Williams. Yeah, no, it's crazy how uh, much Jamal came out of camp about Jamal Williams. Like I I I I just, I've never had anything against him. I like what he does. I just figured he was a jag, but if he genuinely is gonna play better and seemingly as a pass catcher from what I it sounds like. I don't cool. think he played Bad. I think Aaron he Jones just, is just that much better. <laughs> that's my. That's, that's yeah, my he, belief. One hundred percent. And genuine or generally, um, 
when we come out with him on the field, the offense will just like they're not going to play the same or better than Aaron Jones. So, but I mean, you have to. Mm-hmm. It's fine if he can pick up like first downs. Um, there he does have his moments every once in a while. He actually will break like a thirty-yard run. And he I'm did. Like, Whoa! <laughs> he ran well against Detroit last year. Yeah, that's what it he was. He had Detroit. more receptions mm-hmm. and touchdown catches than Jones last year. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that he was might have been yeah. second on the team in touchdown catches. I don't know. Did he have like that. four or five or something? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. probably. Oh yeah, because Devonte didn't have that many. He was like four. Two. Did he have four? Yeah. I think Adams had many. four. Did he lead our? Did no? I think Adams did lead the team still. <laughs> because oh. well, nobody else caught hardly any. Am I wrong about the touchdowns? Uh, well, I'm trying to think of Jones's receiving. Well, touchdowns. Aaron Jones would have had like 50 million if Aaron Rodgers could throw, throw a wheel route to yeah, him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, there would have been a maybe couple a little more. exaggeration there, but slight <laughs> exaggeration. <laughs> Forty-nine million. Forty, yeah. We can actually just quick. But I'll move to this like segment. Th- or sorry, do you have one more thing? I was gonna say, I want to know more about the Vikings off season. Yeah. From Jack, because I I can't quite wrap my head around all the stuff that happened. Yeah. So basically, the Vikings lost Linval Joseph. Yep. Uh, the defensive tackle that and sucks. replaced him with Michael Pierce, which is probably an upgrade. I would have said it's an he was really good for the Ravens. Yeah, we'll never know. Who the fuck is that yeah, guy? I never heard of that guy. He was he, an interior lineman for the Ravens. He opted, he opted, out. opted out because of uh, <laughs> oh. COVID concerns. Yeah, and lost Everson Griffin, who's been a mainstay for the Vikings. Yeah. But yep. we replaced him and then some with uh, Yakwe. Yeah, that's probably um, true. But on the other side. Uh, Daniel Hunter won't be playing in this game. Well, let me ask you this question. We'll get to that. Who? So the guy that opted out from the Ravens was the dude they. What's his name? Michael Pierce. Pierce. Michael Pierce. He was. What did they sign him to? What kind of contract? Twenty-seven mil, three years. Yeah. Why the fuck would you opt out? Did they give him guaranteed money, like a signing bonus or something? Usually, the people that opted out seemed to fall into three categories: the family, Patriots who have won a bunch of Super Bowls. (laughs) That's true. People that have like fringe chances of making the roster and therefore it's a decent investment in getting that 350,000 and people that had like family concerns with actual like like their mother like Damian Williams had his mother had cancer or something or newborns newborns had concerns so I imagine or pre-existing conditions Um, but the opt-out asthma oh okay I would say the opt-out money was like 300,000 yeah oh he's making a lot less but that's what I that was my point I was also made Michael Pierce isn't one of the people that would be like oh it's a smart financial decision no I might not make the team like that kind of person would be Geronimo Allison. <laughs> Geronimo Allison. Did he opt out? He, he opted out, yeah. Which is too bad because I would have preferred Damn. the Lions to be worse with him on that Yeah, team. I mean, we would have been guaranteed at least like a couple fumbles. fumbles yeah, a couple fumble recoveries. My, every time I my, think of Geronimo Allison, I think of Charlie Brown running with a football. Like it's Someone just pulls the ball. The, point, the points of the football are to the sky and to the ground. Yeah. And he's just like running and it's too big for his arm. That's what I think of when I think Gmo. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty stupid. <laughs> Geronimo's <laughs> done. He's done nothing. Yeah, I think I'm like the He's Charlie certainly done yeah. this year. Uh, my assumption with Michael Pierce is being a defensive tackle, he might just be more susceptible to a heart condition or something like that. You see a lot of offensive line defense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Because the, other, uh, the guy from the Bears, Eddie Goldman, Eddie Goldman, the other defensive tackle opted out. I guess my only skepticism or criticism of that move is like it seems in terms of how every NFL team is handling. I don't know if you guys saw any of that stuff from Hard Knocks, how they were testing people every day Yeah, when they come into the building. It's I like was impressed with what so, they were doing. Yeah, it's like, I don't think if you're going to get it, it's not in that, it's not in your building. Right, no. It's like it's out in life. Like you're doing, you're out somewhere and something crazy happens. It's not like. Yeah. 
No, I read a facility. No, for sure. I read an article with Peter King where he took a tour of one of the, I think it was the Vikings facility actually, and saw a couple of those hard knocks clips. I I don't have HBO, so I couldn't watch the show. I don't either, but they Uh, showed the the first one Yeah, they got sanitizer mist coming down onto the massage beds, testing every day. (laughs) I think they're ready to roll. Like, I really am not concerned about there being any sort of uh, pause this season. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that are are coming out of this whole uh, COVID situation with NFL in particular. Uh, You know, you talk about the sanitizer mist before too long. They'll be having that, you know, floating in our air, but it'll be like antidepressants. And uh, with, like, the tracking that they're doing, the player tracking. So it's like they'll just know exactly where you are and who you've been and who you've interacted <laughs> with. And they'll just report that information to the government. And basically all your freedoms will be gone. It's just fantastic. <laughs> We're going in such a great direction overall. <laughs> I mean, I just can't tell you how psyched I am about it. I don't know if anybody saw in the uh, Chiefs-Texans broadcast to that point, everybody was wearing, like, this watch thing. That yeah, said, yeah, I think like, you're too close. That said, like, yeah. how far away they were from everyone. Yeah. So Great. if they were to so test positive, they'd be able to track for contract tracing purposes. Not only that, but... How close yeah, they sorry. were to certain people. Oh, yeah. fantastic. That's exactly what we need. <laughs> yep, that's what I want. They classified people within the NFL into Tier 1 and Tier 2 and Tier 3. And Tier 1 is, like, the players. Player. Uh, I don't know what Tier 2 I is, d- but... Yeah, tier I 3 d- is, like, the the workers that aren't, like, coaches or training staff, things sure. like that people that don't need to get within a certain distance of players. And if they do get within six feet of a player, their equipment that they're wearing, these tier three workers. Sense of electric it, shock. Like no, a dog yeah, and it shocks them. The NFL is going full Pavlovian here. No, it just <laughs> like, starts to beep. You get a treat. Their, their stuff starts to beep. Do you, um, little puppy? Six feet. So, I don't know. I just I, – I'm not concerned about the NFL – like shutting down. Like there might be people that test positive, uh, but I mean, after the training camp came and people tested positive, it was very low percentage already. But yep. it's gone down now, and and there was recently nobody on the COVID list. Now I think there's a few people on the list, but I don't expect that list to be in the hundreds this year. So right. I'm just excited. I think it's going to happen. Well, in regards to racial tension in this country right now, it'd be interesting to see if um, teams follow the lead of like the Milwaukee Bucks by taking a stand and not playing. There was some it. speculation if um, the Chiefs players were going to do that after they were, like, booing and stuff. Well, yeah, like, it's so fucked up that people yeah. would boo that. Like, yeah, these guys bad. are – It was pretty uh, bad. Those <laughs> people, like, that's how you know to avoid people like that. Yeah. Like, that's just ridiculous. The uh, Miami Dolphins are not going to be taking the field for either of the anthems. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I thought you were just going to gonna say they weren't going to take the field for 16 weeks. <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> arguably <laughs> didn't take the field for the first 11 weeks last year. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's not new for them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 On anyway, that note, what? I know uh, ahead, George yeah. Floyd's family is going to be at the game tomorrow in honor. Are they really? In some sort of ceremony. Oh, oh that's cool. Yeah, I think that's that's good. That is good. Yeah, that's a good gesture. For sure. uh, Are they Vikings fans? Probably. I, I, I would think so. so. I would think so. That dude was <laughs> he, he wasn't that dude from Texas? He's from Texas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, so Aaron Jones? I think he's from the Houston oh, yeah. area. Aaron Jones? UTEP? UTEP? Um, Maybe they want – they got Aaron Jones on the fantasy team. Anyway, what do we got? Really quick, I was on the – so the new faces for both. We don't have as many, as I was saying. It's mostly just rookies for us. But other than Cri- Christian Kirksey over from Cleveland, he is an interesting addition. I like him a lot. Um same. I think, I think all of us yeah. kind of do. Yep. So um, what's his deal? 
He's just what should people been injury. It, well. was, it, it is the injury thing because he spent the last two years basically playing no football. But it's a great signing because he's really not making a whole lot of money. And beforehand, he was playing on a shit-ass franchise like the Browns and right. playing pretty good football. He makes plays. With virtually no help, and he makes plays as a linebacker. Fast, sideline to sideline. But it, I, my yeah. favorite thing is, and what is what I would have assumed would be really important to Mike Pettin, though uh, clearly they didn't care enough to address it in the draft, is that he can cover pretty well. Um, and that's important when you try to come out and say, I'm playing dime defense basically every fucking snap. Um, you need a linebacker that could do literally both things. And it looks like he can. I don't know. If he plays 16, I think it'll be a major steal. Um, and if he gets yep. injured right away, Absolutely. it's sort of like where we were to begin with anyway. We're not going to get any worse like than last year. It would just be. Here's what we hope happens with Christian Kirksey. What was annoying about Martinez outside of the fact that he couldn't cover. Play uh, football. <laughs> he couldn't cover himself when he laid down at night. <laughs> He's, he was bad. He was pretty bad. But. You want, I mean, with with our defensive line, which is dominant. Yes. It's one of the best parts of our team with the Smiths and Kenny Clark. Yeah. Blake Martinez was slow to get yeah. to the backfield and make plays. Instead of two-yard losses, he was giving people five yards of carry. Yeah, he would like. The hope is Christian Kirksey can come in and shoot. be aggressive and shoot the gap right yeah. and tackle people for two yards or less. Well, this is what Blake Martinez would finish the season as the league's leading tackler, and people would be like, that's great. It's like none of those fucking mean anything when he constantly tackles Dalvin Cook right. when he's already gained eight yards on first and second down. And our defense uh, is designed for him to be the tackler. Yeah. But he tackles people too late. And I'm fine. I'm fine watching Christian Kirksey just fucking sell out on the right gap and miss a tackle, like trying, because um, he'll get them plenty of times. As long as, long as it's the right gap. I, I just mean. I do just that mean, maybe twice a game. I agree. No, I, I'm just saying if he's if he's selling out and he guesses the right gap and he just it's hard to tackle Dalvin Cook or a number of it the is. running backs we're gonna face this year. All Blake Martinez would do is sit behind the D line and fucking. Oh, where is he? And then the running back's already four yards down the field. Yeah. And he's like, got it. It's like, that doesn't right. help. It, like, yeah, it's sweet when Blake Martinez leads uh, the league in tackles, and half of them are five yards downfield. Yeah, it doesn't. Exactly. Like, okay. It might have that even been a worse sick. number on average. He was just not, he couldn't do anything other than th we'd blitz him, and he'd get like three sacks a year. Awesome. I mean, we, he we did that it, with fucking AJ Hawk. He made a handful of plays, but obviously the organization saw on tape was like, Nope. This guy's more of a liability than an asset. Well, yeah. Remember when we came into last year, we were very high on Martinez, actually. Yeah. he had a good year two years ago. Right. right. And he failed miserably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I do remember that being like, a we thing. We were like, oh, Blake Martinez is one of the more solid pieces on our defense. Well, we, Yeah, you just feel good, right? And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but for me in particular, when you start to see successful people and you hear like, oh man, this guy's never had a dessert in his life. Like this guy doesn't eat sugar. <laughs> like, man, this guy's a workout warrior. Yeah. He's in sick shape. You know, this guy should be out there doing it. And then you come to find out in spite of all your best efforts and your well-laid plans and all the good things that you <laughs> did, it didn't do a damn bit of good to have you play elite football. Like it probably got you to that level. Like you're yeah. a mediocre dude oh, man. and you got to that level. However, in reality, you're just like run-of-the-mill guy. So maybe nope. the the thing is, you know what, dude? Crack a beer. <laughs> go get you some Dairy Queen. Yeah. Maybe you get faster. I don't know. <laughs> get you a Cadillac. What's that movie? 
I have no idea. Oh, this shoot. Vosnick. Yeah. Watch you cash out. Oh, my God. Cash the world. Isn't that just the Black, <laughs> the black Knight? Martin Lawrence, I think? <laughs> yeah, it was Black Knight. Um, Jack, give us some of your takes on the Vikes additions in general, like with Ngakwe and... Or you too, Ben. Let's can we get Ben's opinion, yeah, too? Yeah, get the Vikes. Sorry. Preferably something that doesn't have to do with, like, highly controversial things <laughs> in the country. <laughs> We'll stick to football. I just want equality for all humans <laughs> in this world. Thank you. That's fair. I don't think that's very controversial, it's Tyler, not. but you it's know. <laughs> quality of what? Good job, buddy. Quality of air. Sorry, Sorry California. Sorry Sorry well, I think that you don't no, have the mic, not. Tyler, so <laughs> we're really actually not getting into it. Let's so. talk about football. Justin Jefferson. Oh, boy. Yeah. This dog. <laughs> he he could either do really great or mediocre. But Did you guys hype me up for Justin Jefferson because we I we drafted him in Dynasty. Oh yeah, we did this year, and so I would be totally cool if he ends up overtaking. Je- uh, all Andrew. I all I really know about him is from watching his LSU highlights. But it's he's done some very Stefan Diggs esque, Randy Moss esque things. We'll slow that down I've there. Seen. Randy Moss. And take plays off. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. No, not that stuff. Go like, to the Raiders. You know, no, good good with Jefferson. the deep ball though. That's what we need because our offense at the beginning of last season did not fucking show up, and it was pissing a lot of people off saying the worth of Kirk Cousins, like how much do we fucking pay that guy? And he's not throwing the ball. Yeah. And our run game is getting stopped every time we try to fucking run the ball. I don't know. Now yeah. I think that he's more comfortable and with someone that has just an inkling of talent like we've seen with Justin Jefferson's LSU mm-hmm. career. I mean, that's good enough for me. It's more than you can ask for from a rookie at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, he looks good. You excited about him? Yeah, I think we're hoping he can step in and be – as good or marginally less good than Stefan Diggs. I mean, there's big shoes to fill I was gonna there. say, that would still be like a, a win, honestly, because Diggs was a top 20 receiver, probably higher than that in the league. So Yeah, definitely. And then Ezra Cleveland has to be a net positive for our offensive yep. line. I liked um, him too. And Gakwe <laughs> is an upgrade, like I said, yeah. uh, compared to Everson Griffin. But uh, just a lot of losses on the defense that – are going to be hard to uh, neutralize. For what it's worth with Ngakwe, sorry, Ben. Um, no worries. If anybody gives credence to PFF, which I still do on certain things like this, that I I, I physically know they – physically, that's not the word I'm talking about. I, 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 I definitely know they do more tape grinding on certain things like this, but Ngakwe I think is an upgrade generally as a pass rusher to Griffin, which is would actually be pretty crazy – but he apparently doesn't really run defend at all. Oh, that's wonderful news, Which is good man. for us, theoretically. Start your Aaron Jones this week. Um, if that's players. true. Because it could be a combination of, like, maybe the Jaguars' D-line in general is just terrible. But I they PFF grades players individually off of, like, even if the Jaguars had, like, a, a stop against a team's run for one yard, like a good run stop, if he just like didn't do the right thing, they grade that negatively. So I, I kind of trust that tape that they grind more than me just not really knowing how he plays against the run because <laughs> I don't watch that many Jaguars games. But yeah, the biggest concern is going to be the corners because the additions are rookies and yep. we don't have any corners. But <laughs> fortunately, um, the corners last year weren't particularly good. Xavier yeah. Rhodes yeah. has obviously taken huge steps back since his 2017 days, but. Yeah. Uh, I want to so talk more about that when we get into the matchups specifically. But oh, the match. Okay. 
why don't we go to good vibes, bad vibes before we do that? Sure. Um, yeah, I, so I had this just for the season. You just want to talk about the season in general? Yeah, maybe good vibes out of training camp. I'm thinking Okay. my good vibe for this training camp was, surprisingly, someone that we criticized quite a bit after drafting him at 12 overall last year. But apparently oh, Rashawn yeah. Gary yeah. really came up to play, stepped up to the plate at this training camp. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I thought that I remember hearing about him when we drafted him was that he was this athletic athletic freak. 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 Athletic freak. Freak. Athletic freak. Freak. Who uh, didn't actually have a work ethic. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that what we heard? I, I think it was like he was akin to Jadavion Clowney. Like, that's kind of how they were treating him. And he was only drafted 12 spots away from where Clowney but went. All of this offseason, all you've heard from all the coaches are <laughs> how insane his work ethic is. Yeah. And apparently he came back leaner. And he was beating people in the one-on-one drills all the time. And a common phrase was, oh, this would have been a Rashawn Gary sack if you could tackle the quarterback. If you could actually tackle, yeah. And so yeah. that's my good vibes. If we can get our third best pass rusher to be really good, yeah, like we could have a 49ers-level defensive line this year. It would be a pretty insane like, rotation. I'd be interested if we ever ran out a dime look that was – both Smiths, Gary, and Clark. I'm sure we'll do that a couple times I feel times like you could year. try that if, if right. you're confident the team is in like a third and long scenario. You don't have to really think about the run. Um, right. And Gary is pretty fucking big anyway. I know he's no D-tackle, but it, you don't need to be some like block eater. or Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he, he was already really good against the run. Right. Um, yeah, he did play pretty well against the run. He was really good against the run. Yeah. Uh, but this year, uh, uh, you know, he came into the league just as a raw talent. But now if he's got a couple of moves and he can set up those offensive tackles, then we're looking at Kenny Clark, we're looking at the Smiths, and we're looking at Rashawn Gary. Yep. And it's like, okay, so if now if, if Smith and Preston uh, – that didn't make sense. Darius Smith Darius and Smith. Preston Smith, one of them misses a game this year because it was, it was pretty lucky that yeah. none of them missed a single a game single last game. year. Uh, we have depth, A – but we have the chance to be really scary on important third downs. B, yeah. if we put Zadarius inside and we put Gary and Preston in, on the edge and Kenny Clark in the middle, they can also I get more so breaks. pumped for that. They can get more breaks in general. Damn, straight. Smith and at least the, Smith would play so many. The snaps. strawberry is having nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that's because of Clark mostly. Oh yeah. All right, Vikes fans, what is the best stuff you were hearing out of camp? Who are you most excited about? Um, I mean, for good. Bu- for good vibes, bad vibes, I really just look at the whole roster. Sure, that's fair. Because if if I went up to a football fan and I said, all right, my team has two elite pass rushers, an elite linebacker, another stud linebacker, the best safety tandem in the league, yep. a top 12 quarterback, a top five running back, a top 15 receiver, they'd be like, damn, your team's a contender. Right. But then if I was like, I also have a mistress team that has no corners, no interior defensive line, <laughs> no, no line. offensive line. mistress? A mistress team. What's like, that? Like if you're not faithful just to the Vikings, but you <laughs> have a separate team. Okay, I but if I said, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. I said my mistress team had all those holes, yeah, people would be like, "Damn, that team is going two and fourteen. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. So, um, it's really a situation where 
this is maybe the most frustrating roster that I've seen from the Vikings in a long time because they have elite position groups right. and a lot of elite talent, and then they just have gaping holes in the roster. Yep, it's I th- it'll just simply come down to certain matchups. I mean, it does with like virtually any football team, but it can be so much more like aggressively accentuated. Like if the Vikings play like the Niners, well, th- I mean the Niners will beat the shit out of anybody. Maybe like I'm trying to think of a team that would primarily just try to run. Well, I guess maybe the Packers actually. We because it seems like we generally are going to try to. I think we're run at a this point. I think our roster is a bad matchup for Minnesota. Yeah, roster. it does seem because that way with such a good. For o- some reason, your offensive line was barely upgraded. Ezra Cleveland was, I think, a second or third round pick. What, yeah, what round was he? Second round. Second, second round. round pick. Though, in uh, fairness, we really wanted Ezra Cleveland too. I mean, yeah, we liked <laughs> to him to replace. But there's just not much action going on there no. uh, at the O line yet, and you would think maybe Cleveland would come in and be good down the road, but it sounds like he's not going to be starting just yet. If I'm correct. Oh, he's not even starting yet. I did not know that. I, I have not heard about him starting. Okay. I haven't heard anything really Jeez. definitive so about him. So but your status quo at the O-line after what happened week 16 last year. Yeah, what's yeah. really frustrating to me about the offensive line is you hear a lot of Vikings fans, particularly Cousins apologists, who will always be like, oh, Cousins is great. It's just the offensive line. But he gets paid so much money that we can't upgrade. Right the offensive line and it's just kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy and yeah he's he's been productive but obviously hasn't been someone that could get us over the hump i feel like if the vikings if i were to play devil's advocate for apologist it it would be the idea that they think if they were gm they would have just been like i would have just taken three straight years of shooting for an offensive lineman in the first round to just see if i get like quentin nelson i mean that's too good i mean like uh, like a Brian Bulaga even, where it's like a, a really solid starting lineman, like, period. Um, but they d- it, I, I have to agree to a point. Mike Zimmer just can't help himself from drafting corners in the first round. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. What else we got to add here? What do you got, Ben? I think My we got to hear Ty's good vibes and Ben's sure. good vibes. Well, here, Tyler let's Miller, Ben's. since I have the microphone, <laughs> is swiping left and right on whatever <laughs> app that is. What do you got, Ben? Football. Uh, football. Football. Good vibes, bad vibes. Well, good vibes is obviously the situation occurs in camp and in practices, but Thielen was doing very well in camp. It's just camp. He's elite. He's elite. Well, he doesn't even need to show up to camp. He's already um, elite. There's this narrative between Thielen and Dantzler. Dantzler's asking a lot of questions, and Thielen's obviously that guy who's like, yes, I. you want to learn? Sweet. I will talk your ear off. Yeah. And we've seen that a lot in camp. Even Thielen's been tweeting about, like, yeah, that's definitely, like, a matchup. Like, I'm only barely catching those things, and Dancer's showing up and making good plays, and that's, like, good prospect, fruitful for this season. Yeah. I'd say that's good. It's good to have good corners. You need good corners, especially with a team like Green Bay. They like to throw the deep ball. Um, Aaron Rodgers gets out of the pocket. He'll get a lot of time, I think, to do some crazy things. Like he usually does because the O-line on that team is not bad. I mean, it's not the best, but it's not bad. Oh, it's, we're it's, top ten. It's solid. We top got tens, the, yeah. I mean, we got that's, that's like solid? the best. That's like okay. what you can ask for. <laughs> uh, bad no. vibes, though, is Daniil Hunter. I mean, he's, a, he's yeah. a big, big, big deal. And to not have that. I feel like that's always, I mean, with any team, but like Minnesota's narrative is we're facing these top teams and, oh, 
here's the holes here's on this. everyone that's injured and sure. this isn't happening. So good luck, everybody. <laughs> last year, we still did decently well for a lot of those situations. I can't even remember off the top of my head who was like missing, s- missing specifically. But yeah. Cook was out. Um, Didn't Thielen miss games Thielen last year? Thielen was out. Thielen had a hamstring thing. Right. That's what Daniil Hunter's going through right now, I think. And it's better to be safe than sorry with hamstring because if you push it, oh yeah, it, can be really it bad. fucks up a whole season for yeah. players. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. I especially and the worry I would think, especially for Vikings fans, is just like they throw out the number. Oh, it's fine. He can come back in three weeks, and it's like. He, he can come back in three weeks. I he can. Who knows yeah, but how then long he can also get hurt in that first time he comes back. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's wise. They must really think it's serious, though. So who knows how long he's going to be missing? He's obviously worth worth waiting like mm-hmm. even eight weeks for yeah. burning a roster spot if they make a playoff push. But what what's the situation they'll be in by then? Yeah, so our O line needs to show up. We we have a good run game, but Kirk Cousins needs to be throwing those balls and we need to have our receivers catching those balls yeah and doing good because that's basically why we got very far i mean obviously cook and our run game was pretty good yeah but those like big deep balls like especially with that new orleans game that feeling had that fucking catch right at the end which was fucking beautiful and it was very the saints like useful. to play really good football versus 31 teams and or 30 teams in the nfl until they play the vikings. until they play the vikings yeah, yeah that that, uh, like that shut out uh, Rudolph touchdown. <laughs> oh, <man>. To this <laughs> day, I'll go back. If I'm having a bad day, I'll uh, go, go up and watch the YouTube video of the the Saints Stadium reaction as soon as <laughs> as soon as Rudolph touched his two feet on the ground. That ball, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, controversy. They were both pushing off, but whatever. The Saints O line is like second, third, fourth best in the league, and they just forget how to play football the they minute they step against defense. the Vikings. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> Ty, who's your good vibes? Yes, sir. Uh, well, I'm really hoping for a productive season from Christian Kirksey. And by productive, I just mean hopefully he stays healthy. Because I think if he stays yep. healthy, he'll be one of the best middle linebackers we've had in a very long time. Probably Desmond since Bishop days. Desmond Bishop and probably even Clay Matthews to an extent when he stepped into the middle. Right. Because he yeah. play, actually, that was Clay maybe towards the down. Yeah. Uh, maybe the last half, right, of his actual yeah. elite football play. Uh, when he was playing middle, because he was actually pretty solid there. For sure, he was um, aggressive. He would like he'd go. He would. He's a smart football go, player, and he was always a good tackler. So it, did it, we have him do that for multiple years? Oh, it was like God. two, wasn't because it? Thought. If you have him do it for one year, then you should just fucking draft an uh, inside linebacker That's so, so that he can go back to his position. Yeah, and yeah. they tried to I feel like we made so many mistakes. They did, and they tried to hide it under the guise of, "Well, he's just rover. They're gonna move him around." But is actually what <laughs> they do is Zedarius. Is move him around like right. it. yeah. It was just kind of towards the end of Dom Capers like state of innovation. Like he was just kind of done with it, and now you get Mike Pettin who's actually innovating. Mike He's had time, Capers. and you, yeah. it's like anything, right? Like it's like any great artist, any great thing. Like sometimes when you're in it for so long, you need to take that time off to actually reassess. Mike McCarthy. And to that extent, <laughs> I was, that's a great point. I was actually going to say like I'm slightly scared. I was actually having this conversation. Uh, the other day with my mom, I was like, hey, you know, it's really interesting to think, you know, the Packers used to have no success in Dallas under Mike Holmgren and some of those other guys that followed Holmgren. And then once we got Mike McCarthy, Just we had all the success their ass every time. in Dallas, aside from that one in 07 with Favre, right, when Favre got hurt, but Rodgers came in. Rogers yeah. came so it's in really mostly been under Rodgers. Under Rogers. So Rodgers yeah. deserves a ton of credit yeah. for not only our division success, but that success in Dallas as well. Yeah. But – um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see now with Mike. I don't know if we play Dallas. Is Dallas on the schedule this year? Oh, I haven't. Nope. I don't think nope. so. That's kind of probably a good thing. 
It's um, the Eagles because they you won have the some, division. Because McCarthy for sure that jaded ex-girlfriend type vibe against the pack. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I got off track here. He'd come <laughs> in and run the ball eight times against us. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. Yeah, yeah exactly. In the whole game. With one of the top five backs in the league. <laughs> yeah. Great That's thinking. That's probably what he would do. Um, he probably changes tune. He's going to have to, or Jerry Jones will can his ass. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he has to call the plays this time around. They drafted C.D. Lamb for a reason. Yes, they did. I could actually see oh, yeah. him having a good year. Like we saw rookies under Mike McCarthy's system well, have a good Lamb year. Like Cobb great. had a good. Yeah, Cobb played well. Cobb had some good years yeah. as a rookie. Some of them did. Like Je- uh, Jennings had a good year as a, as a rookie. Some of those other guys were late bloomers. Jordy was a little bit of a late bloomer. Well, he was so buried behind the depth chart of like pro. We Bowl just had sick guys, players. right? Yeah. It was unreal. Yeah. Um, okay, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, I'm definitely high on Aaron Jones, but I want to kind of shift gears here. I'm really excited about Elton Jens- Jenkins. Oh, yeah. Coming into his second year because he was one of the best guards in football as a rookie. Yeah. And now you're talking about team. a dude who's coming in year two – the year of experience knows what to expect. Another year of growth, another year of strength. Like these, you're talking about guys that are in their early 20s, so it's like completely possible yeah, for man. them. Well, it's really possible at any age, right? If you focus yourself in the gym. Yeah. But even more so when you're young, a <laughs> young man. So I'm yeah. really excited about him in that left side of the line. Could be dominant. Really Bakhtiari could. Could be the Jenkins. best left yeah. left half in football. Yep. I think it arguably is right now. Um, Maybe the Saints, uh, Ram- or wait, Ramchick plays right. Yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it might be us. This is a good. I mean, Lindsley is not going to be one of the people that gets extended next year. No. And so, probably this not. year with Bakhtiari, and he's a Lindsley serviceable guy. Elton Jenkins, what's that? He's serviceable. He's a serviceable. Yeah. He's a good I think center. He's top oh, Lindsley, I would 15. consider top. He top beat 10, out. Maybe? So he beat out. He actually made the Pro Um, what's his face now? Oh God, he was with. Uh, he's like Scott the pl- Treader. Treader. Oh, Treader. The yes, Treader. they moved Treader. Treader was a tackle who they converted to a center and played pretty who well. Who got yeah. hurt right. the last and preseason Lindsley game started, or practice, and Lindsley then Lindsley started, started in a pinch a against Seattle. Yes. Yeah. That was a rookie. Yes. Starter. Yes. Yeah. But I don't think with all the other contracts up that we're going to get to him. Um, no. But we should move to Vab Vibes probably. Yeah. Oh. Um, Why don't you get us started here? Man, bad vibes. Well, I want to – I guess – the the cliche answer here is just like hopping on the train of what everybody says and everybody hears on the media is like the right. no wide receivers like right like yeah just because it's said on TV it must be true yep. and amongst the people that are so deep into it they can't step back and see their own flaws but I gotta actually feel pretty good about our wide receivers coming in under the system the biggest concern for me I guess is going to be our D line play because we never really added another strong D-line guy. You mean so, like for run D? Yeah, like yeah. run D and yeah, yeah. even like pass rush. Like you got to have those elite big men. Yeah. And our most elite big man is Kenny Clark, who is a right. true elite big guy. But yep. not that Dean Lowry doesn't always get his hands on a couple balls and he score does. a touchdown. Well, he's got a touchdown the last two years in a row, doesn't he? I'm not Did worried he about score last rush. year or no? I'm not worried about pass rush. I'm did. worried about run defense. It's all run defense. We didn't do much to that's it. What I'm, yeah, and yeah. that's my biggest concern is run defense because I think the secondary with year two in the system will gel better, and it's really got to be the run game for me. Um, I think – even in those years with Dom towards the end when the run defense ultimately ended up being pretty crappy, you always start off hot, right? Like these big bodies are fresh and they're motivated. And I think we did the same last year. Like our run D was stout until it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. It's like it slowly just kind of takes a turn. 
Um, so that's got to be the the baddest vibe that I have is we're missing that big guy. I know we were talking to Snacks Harrison, and we ended up signing a, a different guy. Dalen Mack. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's us. I think it's Harrison is probably, like, retired. Like, I don't know. He's old. He's His price tag while. is probably just a bit high for Yeah, us. he's probably, like, it's going to take me a lot to want to come since, play. Since football. the cap rolls over and we yeah. have Jones and Bakhtiari, seems like we want to sign. Yeah. Like if I'm okay with us passing on him to sign a cheaper guy in Dalen Mack. Uh, because if Snacks wants, like, one year, six million guaranteed, like, I don't want to do that. And it might even be more. I don't Probably know. not. He's still up. I mean, I remember him, like, like at least in Packer games, Snacks still had good football. In him. He like, is, yeah, he is good. Play. It's fucking yeah, annoying. It's just halfway down the road, and he's willing to take a cheap deal, and he hasn't been signed yet. Right. He would definitely help our team. I mean, Dean Lowry is a Jag. Yes, he is. Straight up. I mean, he got paid, but that was a bad contract. He might even be a Jaguar eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Just he's just... He's he's average. Maybe he makes plays yeah. and he makes not right. plays. <laughs> he makes plays. plenty right. of mistakes. Right. Um, and so like, he has good games and bad games. He's not like a uh, complete liability every time. Right. But you j- he doesn't have the consistency. So it's like him. It's Lancaster. It's yep. Kingsley yep. Kiki and yeah, uh, Montrevis, who hurt is now pretty much toe. And well, none of those guys anyway. have really turned out to do anything. So. Right. My so it's just kind of middle line guys. Is uh. Honestly, the right side of this O-line doesn't sound yes. too good right now. No, it's worrisome. Because it was supposed to be Rick Wagner, who missed, like, half of camp with an injury. And then it was supposed to be Billy Turner, which we already are concerned about. Since I don't think he's playing. I mean, I, no, I don't I think know, he's but doubtful. But yeah. at any rate, even if he was playing, we all have watched Billy Turner play at this point, and oh boy. he's not good at right guard, which should be easier to play than right tackle. So yes. him against Ngakwe, I would, I would – Hedge on Ngakwe every time there. Um, so who's going to play right tackle? I mean, it seems like Rick Wagner, but missing most of camp, had a bad year, yes, bad year last year because of injury. Yep. I'm a bit worried. I feel like we'll we'll get sacked a few times. So I know I don't know if you guys recall this. It would have been like two or three years ago in a pinch against the Bears. It might have even have been with Khalil Mack. I'm not sure, but like Bakhtiari got hurt and they had to slide Lane Taylor out to left tackle. So Did Lane Taylor really? has Funny. some Lane Taylor has some tackle I've experience heard more under his Elton belt. Jenkins is the possibility to move out. I believe right that because ultimately yeah. he's a better football player than Lane Taylor is. Right. I love the fact that we have the ability to take a left guard. That's like not something that's crazy. And right? but he, I mean, well, this he's is, never done it in the NFL level. He hasn't, but he, he can, played but against but players who went to the NFL level. Right. At that spot. And yeah, and he's sure. done it in college. So well, they're talking like this. Camp they had Elton taking um, snaps at center. It's because he did that in college too. I right. think he snapped so, at every single spot. At I least mean, a few it could times. be one of those things where you see Elton slide to center next year, and then they slide running into guard next year. Yeah, I don't know if that's like the smartest thing. Like, should just draft yeah. guys that are elite at their position. And that is well, actually, Elton Jenkins move. was a center mostly in yes. Mississippi State. Was so he? So he played maybe more center than he played left. guard. Okay, all right. Well, then maybe that's so maybe it I'm might like when then. he when he was drafted. I was like, okay, this is Lindsley's replacement. Yeah. But I mean, he probably is. I think you could put him anywhere in the, the main three positions, like maybe right tackle. But for sure, I feel good with him any position. Yeah, that's typically not as pressing, right? Yeah. In terms of the tackle positions, no, the tackle blind more side, important. unless you're lefty. But what is your bad vibes, Wes? Well, I will. I'll try to make it quick so we can get to the Vikes here. But um, I think I would re- reiterate generally that sentiment as well. Um, right tackle. Th- I, like, 
Oh, I was going to say either ties the run defense because yeah. we have a defensive coordinator who's I, – I fundamentally agree with the philosophy. I think the best teams do it currently. I think teams like the Patriots defense, and I think the Chiefs currently try to do it. But they Prioritizing got a, pass, you're saying? You just – you dare the team to run it 100 times, and if they ever get in third down, um, they've won, like, already. Like, just to get you to that, if um, – yeah, and well, obviously it helps to have Patrick Mahomes, so that's kind of like a, that's why the Chiefs can kind of do what they fucking want on defense. They know they only need to hold the team to twenty eight points, but if we're gonna play this type of defense, we do need our offense to score more points than it generally did last year. I think to play better. Yeah, and um, it's just weird to me if we're gonna keep this. That there's a you don't need to overcorrect in the draft and be like our first three picks need to be defensive linemen and linebackers, but. To a point, we so heavily undercorrected where it's just like we didn't even correct anything. We we were just like, run defense wasn't a problem based on the draft we had. We took a linebacker in the fifth round, who very luckily looked good in camp, but now he's injured. <laughs> so, well, the thing about the draft too though is you get hit on those guys. Like Bakhtiari wasn't he was like middle fourth round. rounder. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying I mean, I'm you not can saying find elite guys in the middle. I'm not saying Especially anything. Middle linebacker because those guys. Generally, are drafted later. It's not like a right. premium position, like pass rusher right. or quarterback. Sometimes, I mean, it, it like definitely wasn't the class to do it for this year. I, I will grant you that the best inside linebackers, which is granted, thanks, were, Wes. Were, conce- were conceded, or uh, what? What was I saying? Not were sure. Considered good. I threw not you off. <laughs> <laughs> they were considered not to be like a Luke Keekley who was taken like tenth overall, or that was like obvious selection or Erlocker. It was nothing like that. Yeah, yeah admittedly was similar. But um, Leighton Vanderesh. It's not for me saying you can't hit on fifth, sixth, seventh, fourth round players. It's just the 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 facts are there through however many hundred something years of football there are. The percentages. That's what you need to do, do as a GM, and you hit sure. more in your first and second and third round picks and. That's the only thing that people com- are really complaining about. People are like, oh, you just think our draft is a bunch of bad players. Absolutely not. A.J. Dillon could be a Hall of Fame running back and change our win column. Not at all. Like, that's yeah. that's the point people sure. are trying to make. And it's nothing against it's A.J. Dillon. I, I hope he's fucking awesome. He's A.J. Yeah. Villain, man. I'm kind <laughs> of in the weird position where I'm excited about all of our draft picks, but I don't like that we took them. Like, I'm actually <laughs> genuinely right. excited about right. having... I know it's weird. Yeah, I'm, it is. I'm, I'm excited about Correct. having Correct. Josiah DeQuara because oh, sure, I can't be with you there. <laughs> I'm not like super excited, but it's like all right. Yeah. Let me just. They're make looking the case for quick. Kyle Uzcheck. Yeah, that's let me make what the case. they're doing. You're right. Danny Vitelli was either I think he was a sixth rounder or he was undrafted. I thought he was undrafted even. But I don't know. Okay. Josiah DeQuara had a better statistical season in Cincinnati than Travis Kelsey did, that was which isn't funny. saying he's That's as good funny. as Travis Kelsey, but it's saying that he is capable of yeah. doing the role that he needs. Yeah. The problem yes. was that nobody was going to pick his ass till the fifth round. Yeah, they just don't understand the right. draft process. Like, So the value, value wasn't there, right. but we drafted a guy that I'm excited to see. Aaron Rodgers actually said that he's going to be involved early, which good. Happy. Yeah, I want him to be. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he better be. better be. Fucking better be. Um, do sure. we want to do good vibes, bad vibes for the Let's Vikes? get to these guys. What do you guys think about the Vikings in terms of things you're most worried about? Sorry. And you can rant for a while because it um, could take a while. Keep it short. <laughs> it's, it's always been the offensive line for me. Yeah. Yes. Um, as I said, hopefully Ezra Cleveland can bounce in and make a difference. Did you um, hear what place he's most likely to start right away? Are they putting him at tackle or is he going to be a guard? Because I forgot. 
I really haven't heard much about him or much about him getting immediate playing time. He's a tackle. When um, I when we re- we did a bunch of draft research actually, which I will never do again considering <laughs> how our draft went. It's so fucking <laughs> it true. Like a waste of time God, it took that. us so much but time. But Ezra Cleveland was a guy we liked, but yeah. what it said about him everywhere was he has all the tools, he's but not, he's a work in progress. He's not ready yet. So I wouldn't be surprised if it takes him a while to get up to speed, but I am upset that you guys got him in the second because he was touted as a potential first-rounder. Yep. Uh, just that needed time to develop at an important position yeah. at the tackle. Yeah, really, really watching the draft, I would have liked Cleveland in the first round and Gladney in the second round, so it worked out. But uh, right. my other concern is the corners. Um, the positive thing about that is we're not replacing – stud corners but we did lose our top three corners yeah um so we're expecting players who have never played a snap in the nfl to come in and make a big difference and um one of them mike hughes (laughs) yeah and mike hughes who has played nfl football before but um is unproven but like ben said um, Cam Dancer is someone that I think Vikings fans are really excited about. Yeah. Um, playing in the SEC, which uh, people consider the closest to NFL ready that you can get um, in college. And I don't know who he faced against Alabama, whether it was Ruggs or Judy, but I heard he locked somebody up. Yeah. One of those guys uh, at Alabama. So he's pretty promising, but. Um, as I said, there are just some holes in the roster that we'll see how it pans out. I was pretty – we, Spencer and I also were looking at Cameron Dantzler. I was pretty fucking upset about that one as well. The The Vikings in literally the first three rounds took a player I wanted. Um, basically yeah, we, the first we four really we looked at. We liked Justin Jefferson if he fell to us, though I remember us thinking there's no way he makes it past the Eagles, but they just happened to get Jalen Rager instead. And then the Vikings – didn't the Vikings move up? Nope. No, no, they just stayed nope. there. Sweet. They so got, then they they got they got two guys we loved in the first right round. in the we first got round. Love. And then yeah, all of their picks in a row were just all these players that we really liked. And it doesn't mean they're just great, but Cameron Dantzler would be if the Vikings happen to hit on the talent of his upside potential in the third round. That's kind of the point of what we're saying with the draft process. Like, the corner position is far more important than right. what you get out of a fullback or something like that. But yeah. The and interesting thing about your cornerback situation is last year when we played you guys, basically your situation was you could cover our number two and three guys and beyond, but you couldn't cover Devontae Adams. And just to, just to add some statistics to that, in week 16, Devontae Adams had 16 targets, and he had 13 receptions for 116 yards. God, I didn't even remember he did that well. So, <laughs> basically, your your cornerback group wasn't good anyway. And so, people are saying... <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, people's opinion now is that your Ricky corners are going to be the reason that you have trouble. But how much worse will they actually be than what Xavier Rose put on the field last year? So, I'm not worried about your... Or sorry, I'm not optimistic about taking advantage of rookie corners when I think they're talented enough to cover Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Nobody that you've drafted was gonna cover Devontae Adams anyway. 
Yeah. But you didn't have anyone that could do it last year. So I don't think we have a better matchup against your cornerbacks than we did in week 16 last point, year. Yeah. I think it's basically a wash. Yeah. And so that isn't an area where I'm more excited this year just because of like how how different is the skill level between, you know, an old busted Xavier Rhodes and a disappointing Trey Wayans and a surging Mackenzie Alexander. Or do I have Trey Wayans and Alexander flipped? You got it right. One of them was better last year, but they would be the guy to cover Scantling, who I don't think is going to do anything anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't expect Gladney, to, Gladney or Dantzler to cover Adams, but I don't expect any of our number two or three guys to do shit against anybody this year, to be quite honest. Like, I actually will say... I will say Scantling, you guys buy? Or no, Lizard? I buy Lazard against them. I buy Lazard and I buy EQ shooting up that. And I, I'm I'm willing to shit on like I did all last year more than anybody. Maybe the just the, us not giving a shit about receivers. But um, I saw some interesting metrics from PFF with like Lizard? I think it was uh, contested or like one on one situations. It was just this like five man list of elite it was like julio jones all these elite players and then alan lazard like hey scored, <laughs> I, like in one-on-one coverages and stuff Lazard king baby and i, I will was say like lazard, wow lazard was fucking great he last played season. yeah and like he didn't have any of the numbers because he came on like halfway through the year and he started but like i do believe we can try to utilize him in like a mike evans-esque sort of he runs all these like and i'm not calling alan lazard mike evans i'm just saying the way they like run him on these like deep ins and like he kind of runs to the sticks you th- you throw it at like his frame and he's fucking huge he's not beating anybody down the field well i guess he did once well that's not necessarily done. true and i watched uh some video analysis of his routes as he progressed in the season and what he learns to do is really smart wide receiver yeah. now he's not the most fleet of foot in a straight line but what he no. does really well is he uses technique yeah, to get open yeah. so like w- when he's pressing they use the um, San Francisco 49ers as an example. He was faced off against a corner in press who was uh, leveraging to the inside. And on his release, his first step was basically outside to sell the up route, to sell the go. So they overcorrect. So he, so he got him to flip his hips yeah. and then cut in. Sure. Basically, right? And he's so fucking big, like just putting hands And on. it was a slant and it was like 15-yard gain. So that he, was the the Niners game. Yes. So cool. he know he was learning, and they there was multiple examples of this basically, like where he's learning to use his leverage and use his routes like, to press against these corners. And I would expect that to continue. Like it's not yeah. going to be. There's a reason why he is the number two. He definitely got, went out there and earned it. It wasn't like yeah, this I, guy can't play football. And I don't think that's going to necessarily be our game. Is just going to be this run and shoot offense. It's just it's going to be a lot of pound in the rock. Like. We have a good yeah. O-line. We have to control the tempo, and we have to use our assets. And our one of our best assets is is Aaron Jones. And we got a great yep. one-two punch, I think. Um, Jamal Williams has proved very serviceable as oh, a yeah. number two. No, he's a solid back. And I just think we're going to line up in a lot of those sets and force him to stop the run first, and that's fine because, I mean, what are you going to do? We're gonna, we can always split out some tight ends if they're in, you know, a defense that doesn't have a lot of corners. I don't. Sorry, I don't know a lot of the names of the defenses. Just like three, or well, they play a four-three as their base. I yeah. Think. So Still. if you're just in your base defense and you're finally stopping the run, and but if we've proven that we can still run it in there. In that base defense, that would be a huge. You can still split it out, and then 
what are you going to do? You're going to double Devontae? You can't double Devontae and double Lazard and double the tight end. You can't double everybody. That's funny. Is it, That would be a major Belichick move. He People are like, well, are you really going to put two players on this guy? And he's like, yeah, I'll do it the whole game. Well, and I mean, <laughs> he's one of the Jones only. Jones in there. You're going to have Jones split out, and you're going to have a no, linebacker running with Jones on the field. We already know that's not possible. I don't really think that's the way Zimmer does stuff anyway. It's, it's weird. I still respect him a lot as a defensive coordinator, but he is like, I remember last, like the, the Adams games, he was so, he was still so curmudgeon with like no adjustments to a team that only could throw to Devontae Adams. He just very, like, re- uh, very Zimmer-esque. He just refused to fucking like, oh, my guy's going to get this done. It's like, he's not like he's caught 10 passes. What are you doing? I mean, I'm going <laughs> to quote Zimmer right now. I've never had a bad defense ever. <laughs> He, no, I that's mean, it's kind of true. Like, yeah, it, true, he man. just knows. He's been a beast. That's why I assume that those corners will be legit. He'll Not just legit find a way for them right to away, do but enough. They'll be legit over time. And it's like yeah. his his son is stepping in as co-defensive coordinator. Like, yeah. obviously, Zimmer jeans. Zimmer jeans, everybody. Yeah. So before and we get into the ma- this matchup, you got something to say? I was just going to say to Spencer's point, um, that's one thing that should give Vikings fans hope is – even though they're inexperienced corners, it seems like it could be a marginal difference <clears> just because the corners last year were substandard. And yeah, that's right. the that's what gives me some hope um, is that the position groups where the Vikings had a particularly bad offseason were position groups where they were already substandard. And last year they were a 10-5 and five team. Uh, going into week 17 when they when they uh, rested their starters so maybe they would have been 11 and 5 maybe they would have been 10 and 6 um who knows but because of the substandard position groups that they already had being where they lost people over the offseason i see it being a difference um in them maybe being a 9 and 7 team 8 and 8 team um, maybe being able to sneak into that seven seed and not oh, yeah, just really falling off the table. Right. No, that's possible. They still just have really good coaching um, and the elite talent, at least at certain position groups. Yeah. So. so this is going to sound like a definite like pregame generic like announcer statement, but regardless of what happens tomorrow, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Like, it win should or lose, be. I think it, it should, should be a good yeah. matchup. Anybody I mean, expecting the – Either side to, I think, really take care of business. Plus, be it's a timeless rivalry matchup. Everyone's excited. Everyone's, you know, it's the first game of the season, so everyone's yep. going to be fucking amped to see what happens. And, you know, for sure. hopefully, even if we do lose, we can still see that we fucking put up a fight and we'll have. I hope not. Okay. <laughs> the added aspect of the uncertainty of whether or not there would be a football season. And yeah. so True. just the fact that the game's going on. Is really exciting. Um, but before we get into the actual game breakdown, why don't we give our bold predictions and X factors for the entire season? For the season. The season, dog? The season. Is well, assuming the dude stays one. healthy, Christian Kirksey is going to be the X factor on defense, moving sideline to sideline, covering like tight ends. I like that one. And making plays, but he's got to stay healthy. He would make That'd the biggest be... difference for our team if that happened, I Absolutely. would Absolutely. Yeah. From from who he w- was previously at that spot, it would just be a huge upgrade from Martinez if he played to his it's ideal skill set yeah, and stayed yeah. healthy. And I mean, obviously, predicting predicting sixteen weeks is going to hedge on the fact that somebody stays healthy that whole time. Yeah, right. 
So there you right, go. right. Boom. There it is. So, all right, defensive X factors, I guess. Boop. Who's yours, Wes? Oh, man. Honestly, that's it's hard not to want to pick the same one. I'm trying to think if I could pick a different one. Um, you think about it. I'll go with yeah, Savage go. because oh, yeah. I feel I'll like the good ones. last year he <laughs> just got his feet wet. Yeah. And this year. He's drying them off. You know, it could be that second year break. What? I, I said he's drying them off. <laughs> drying them <laughs> off. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this year he's drying off his feet, who which got wet They're last wet year. Anymore. Yeah, now they're damp. He's throwing a, a Dyson Airblade damp on his feet. feet. Um, yeah, <laughs> I feel like he got his feet wet last year, and, and now they're dried off. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. Saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yes, no. We thought that he could be an elite safety, and and it just takes two years for quite a few people. Yeah. And he he had flashes last year. He got a couple interceptions, mm-hmm. made a couple of really good pass breakups, had a little bit of an injury uh, concern, oh, yeah. missed a couple games, then he came back and was probably still a little hobbled. Uh, but, I mean, him and Amos, it could make a pretty formidable tandem of safeties. And he seems to be more like an instinctive get-a-turnover guy an aggressive guy where Amos yeah. is the uh, just be a sure thing. and the true and essence of safety. Exactly, yeah. Amos, Amos is, is – he's been a, a really great addition for us. All three of our defensive auditions last year in free agency worked out, which is very rare. So yeah. we should be quite thankful about that. But I'm just excited to see what this guy can do with his 4-3-1 speed and his great instincts. And, man, if he, if he comes to the plate we, – we could have a really elite secondary this year with – Jair and King with his five interceptions last year and Amos <laughs> with his sure things, mm-hmm. uh, sure tackling, sure covering. And if Savage comes out and is a ball hawk, oh, man, yeah. you got to be a little bit afraid of our defense for um, the first time in 12 years. I'll be G- I'll be honest. I want to pick Kirksey anyway, but maybe just to pick a different person, I will reiterate um, what you were talking about, Spence. And I'll pick – Gary is a fairly important yep, piece. That was my second Gary the for cat. a <laughs> for what? The G- Gary Hendricks? No. Gary Hendricks. For shout um, out Gary Hendricks. Gary, <laughs> my favorite cat's name. Yeah, he's dope. Rashawn Gary of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> um, I like him as a rotational but piece too. But is he too. shrouded in a purple haze instead of a green and gold haze? Dude, he smokes. He's left-handed on the electric guitar. He's freaking crazy. <laughs> As a good rotational he has to deal piece, cross down traffic. I'm sorry, Wes. It's okay, but also Ow. as someone to allow Petten to stay in the defense he wants to more often, if he can be kind of the jack of all trades of like able to pass rush, able to run defend enough. Because um, I genuinely feel like Petten wouldn't call base defense one time in a game if he could. <laughs> But which is probably in line with today's NFL. To it's not a bad idea, but no. it's a horrible one against maybe like the Titans or like the Panthers which or the Vikings, like perhaps White or the Vikings, probably. Um, yeah, that's why I do hope Raven Green does play. Yeah, Raven Green like too. Yeah, he's a good can rush defend, get sideline to sideline, but also cover some people. Yep. He's got that body type. We're yeah. doing standout players like X factors this season. Yeah, right? who who is yeah. a f- who is a so like you wouldn't just say like Dalvin Cook. That's kind of an obvious one, but like who's a player you think would surprisingly a lot is riding on this person. I was output. Yeah, I was def. I'm definitely gonna say someone super generic. I suppose you could say Dalvin Cook because if he went down, that would be actually monumental. You can <laughs> yeah, <say> no, <laughs> I'm gonna say Adam Thielen though. All right, yeah. here's my reasoning. Though. Yeah, it is. We know he's an elite receiver. We know he can catch the ball. We know he can do great routes. We know he can beat corners. We know he's good. Him. He's fucking good. He's a white guy, but he's good. 
everyone wants to say. They, every announcer would be like, well, he's, he's, got he's not as fast as the other guys. It's like, shut up. He actually is, though. He is, though. Deceptively <laughs> fast. Yes, deceptively fast. Yes. You're, you're either fast or you're white and deceptively fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> deceptively he's, fast. He's gritty. Yeah. 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 Gritty. Yep, the grit stat. I think that this season, though. Coach's pet. Last he's yeah, from exactly. Detroit Lakes. <laughs> last year, we saw Kirk Cousins getting comfortable throwing the ball because at the start, we weren't throwing the ball. Everyone, kind of repeating what I said last time, everyone was saying we're paying this guy this much to not throw the ball. I think that this season, especially just the tiny bit of what we saw in the off season, just reiterating that Adam Thielen – is comfortable with Kirk Cousins and vice versa. I think that we're going to see a lot of monumental deep balls that are going to be at the end of the game. It's like win or lose. You know, you catch the ball, get in position, you're going to score. You're going to, you know, mm-hmm. nice nice passes. And he can catch that fucking ball. It's it's going to be he got fun those to hands. see. He's got hands. He's got hands. Um, are you concerned about – Kirk Cousins' social awkwardness. <laughs> I think he's too Christian. I think he's just like so – he's got the good Christian roots. You know he was Judeo-Christian up. Judeo-Christian values. Yeah, you know you he think was he up next to his – he on the same page as Adam Thielen despite his Judeo-Christian values? <laughs> yeah. A known a Adam Thielen, a known Satanist. <laughs> Are you concerned at all that Adam Thielen is old as balls at this point? <laughs> hey, no, he's like, he's what, 35? Is th- he 33? <laughs> oh, no. 30. That's not he's not that young. I think he's 30. No, he's like 30. 35 would No, he's like 33. No, let's, no. Let's take a look. He's like 30 years old. He's, he's 30. He was either 35 or 30. Are you concerned at all that the last time Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen lined up without um, Stefan Diggs, he only had 22 yards receiving? Was that the six, week 16? He's got a five-year plan. Is that, just an, <laughs> is that just an anomaly? Does that really matter, though, if he he's wasn't next? He's got Justin Jefferson now. He's got Justin True. Jefferson now. They're basically the same thing, minus the bitching so far. We don't know. Maybe <laughs> Justin Jefferson will just bitch every time he doesn't get the ball. <laughs> Go to Buffalo. And then he'll get traded to the worst Maybe deep ball-throwing quarterback. He'll be like, he'll be like Thielen had 100 fucking yards this game. Fuck this team. I'm done. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> Jack, who oh, is man. your X factor on the season? Um, I mean, we we've been talking a lot about him, but I'd say Cam Dantzler. I mean, I yeah. like that one actually. He, it's, yeah, he's, uh, we need some guy to step up and cover some fools. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's the new addition that's going to have to fill the biggest hole in the Vikings roster, and also I think. But why him over Jeff Gladney? I haven't heard much about Jeff Gladney. Like I Jeff heard, Sadney. I haven't heard much. <laughs> oh, burn. I haven't, heard, I haven't heard anything out of camp about him being expected to make a immediate impact, and I haven't heard much about Mike Hughes either. Um, Me neither. The other X Factor, so though. working as the one. Is that true? Damn. To my knowledge, yes. Wow. And, um, I did not know that. God, we could have had him instead of AJ Dillon. <laughs> but um, <laughs> one that we haven't talked about, I would say, is Afadi Odenabo because oh, Odenabo, um, who's he playing? Where's he playing? He's a D lineman. I, yeah, oh. he's the D-line. defensive end. He's gonna have to step in for Daniil Hunter gotcha. and make an impact. That one like super sexy play he had last season, where I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know the most about football in regards to these gentlemen sitting around me. They're it's very knowledgeable. Which game? 
But I fuck I don't forget I forget the game. I'm very oh, okay. silly. But irrelevant. Um Chargers, I believe. Not gonna yeah, not gonna say I didn't know who Afadi Denebo is, but <laughs> when I saw that I was like, Oh fuck yeah. Totally forgot about him, but that was <laughs> what we needed right there. Yeah. Like, who is your current <laughs> defensive tackle in the middle? I don't um, actually know the answer to that. Man. I think we still have Shamar Stefan. Oh, that really? name actually sounds familiar. I am familiar. excited about Aaron Jones' <laughs> prospect this week. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a rough time. I thought Ngaku was a good rush defender, too, but hearing no, you say apparently that not. not. I didn't know. The PFF guys say he's really quite bad at it. It's Tchaikovsky the, uh, to my ears, guys. The uh, interior defensive line is the Beautiful. one where I literally have to look at the chap chart. Yeah, it's a wow. collection of slap dicks. We wow, wow, wow. The Vikings need to win this game, not no. only because, yes, no. yes, they do. They because to, I want them to lose. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> they, <need to, laughs> they need to win because I'm not going to come over to this house with your fucking family and sit here and say, hey. see, of course we beat the Vikings a third time in the row because they suck and they don't win hey, championships. Man, someday the Vikings will beat the Packers and you will have Someday. But it will not be this week. <laughs> It'll be this year. It'll be this year. It's fine. All right. So I had the next. Do you want to do a season? Let's do season bold prediction. Okay, sure. Can we get this fucking microphone out of the Viking <laughs> fan's hand? God damn. Did you? Did you? Oh, yeah. You started X Factor. Uh, bold prediction for the season. Who's got one? Who's got? Hmm. For the season? Because I've got one. I got one, too. Go ahead. All right. I will. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, we'll do it then. We'll find out I'm where we're we're do it. All right, God damn it. Boldly predict. Um, okay, so everyone is talking this noise, and this is what I've heard from these pundits, and it makes absolutely no sense. They said the Packers overachieved at 13-3. and Therefore, this year they're going to be worse. And I'm just flabbergasted by that. And I read – I know it's – if you listen to this podcast, there's been no shortage of coming specifically from this microphone – me shitting on Aaron Rodgers oh, and his performance. You take one of mine. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> you got to talk first. I know. Go ahead. And I read an article that Aaron Rodgers had gone back and watched the things that he was doing really well in 2011, 2012, 2013, those elite years. He was years. pretty good at football. He <laughs> once was great at football. And then the last three years, there's been this like air of just hesitancy, just not letting it rip. And this yep. stemmed like even McCarthy's last couple of years. And last year to an extent, but it's yeah. it's a new offense and he's learning, so there it's understandable. Right, okay? agreed. But in the off season, he went back and he saw what he was doing and compared. Oh, hey, what was I doing then versus now? And he's gone back and uh, supposedly he's adopted these things. And only time will tell, right? If if it actually shows up. Right. So with him playing at an elite level, another year in the offense, Aaron Jones coming to his own, Devontae still in his prime, O line getting better. Secondary game getting better. The only real question, I guess, the right side. Yeah, but that that will heal itself over time, O-line. and then we'll see what happens with the D line. I think this football team can honestly go fourteen and two. Ooh. I think we can do one better. I think we really can, is especially your, if Aaron Rodgers is playing great football. So you're, yeah. you're, that's your my prediction bold prediction is, is that we will have a better win loss record yeah. this year than we did last. I respect that. That's a bold. Can I add one thing, please? Sure. Sure. Um, I'm a Vikings fan, but what? I watched every single Packers game last season. And I kind of think that although you guys don't think that Aaron Rodgers was playing that good, I think he I played d- pretty well. Dude, though. I, I he's do. He's still Aaron Rodgers. He I still fair. gets – his, his O-line point. still lets him get out of the pocket. And yeah. he can make plays that a lot of first down, uh, third and whatever's, you know, first down conversions. Yep. I saw a lot of it, and I was like, no, he's not going to make it on third and fucking 15, but then he would. And it's like, god damn it. Like, 
fuck. I, He's still Aaron Rodgers. I kind of just want to piggyback because I was going to say, I thought he was going to say something similar to a bold prediction about Rodgers, but now I can take that. Um, the, uh, just I got to build my case. No, that's, oh, sorry, you, you gone? No, that was it. Okay. I was telling you I got to build my case. I, I have lay the foundation. I don't just come out and no, say that's shit. Fair. I gotta, that's legit. I got to actually come up with like facts and statistics that might actually make sense as to what For I'm sure. saying. I have um, What's your bull prediction? sort of two points. Pre- I'll try to make them quick, but another Is thing... Is this I'm including your bull prediction? Yes. Okay. Uh, the PFF guys, uh, I listened to, this, to Sam and Steve talk about something that was interesting. It's like something I think we kind of lose light of, and they're completely right, but Matt LaFleur comes from the Kyle Hannish... Or, what did I just say? Hannishan? Kyle Hannishan. Kyle Hannishan. Kyle That's Sh- his fucking name. The Kyle Look it up. Sh- the Kyle Shanahan tree. Um, and what it is is like, so Andy Reid-esque uh, system is like, what he's doing is obviously he landed Mahomes, but it's a great system because what he does is he accentuates everything that Pat Mahomes can do by virtue of his talent. So it's a great system, but if you threw like Mitch Trubisky in there, you're kidding yourself if you think he would play as well. He would blow ass because he can't like read defenses. But what Lafleur and Shanahan and people th- that system does, I think even the Kubiaks, is they build a scheme independent or not dependent on who is in even the quarterback situation. I agree. And Look at Tennessee. Well, this is factual. This is what they do. Mm-hmm. Like this is. This is observable, and they did it with Jimmy Garoppolo. The Kyle Shanahan brought Jimmy Garoppolo to the Super Bowl. That's well, all I need to say. Look at <laughs> like, look at the Redskins year one of drafting uh, Washington football team. <laughs> the Washington football. Yeah, sorry, that's they, no longer. They, well, they were the Redskins. Uh, at the point. But yeah, R- Griffin. Uh yes, yes. Everson. I mean, he was great, and he was a great no, quarterback. Russell. Robert, Russell. Robert, 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 Robert Griffin. Griffin. Sorry, man. Robert, he was Robert, so Robert relevant. Robert RG3. That's probably a better way to describe it. <laughs> but, yeah. I it's, forgot the guy's first name. It's right. just like. Well, it's been a while since he I was you were relevant. About Everson for a second. No, he met Robert Griffin. The no, third. well, I'm saying, well, I'm, I'm co-signing Wes's point is that it doesn't necessarily yeah. matter. Like, the system is so good that it's designed to, like, your quarterback play doesn't need to be elite. That's, the, that's yeah. what they're trying to do is to mitigate risk. Though well, it you can, you pretty much have to do that when Jimmy G is your quarterback. Exactly, and it can. And here, he succeeded. Uh, it can also mitigate high end play potentially. Right. You 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 yes. probably won't ever operate as the Chiefs do when they're scoring twenty one points in a quarter. It's probably not going to happen. Right, because if you look at that over as the the as the league as a litmus test, yeah. there's only one team doing that. Yes, that's true, and that that's why it's probably better to go with the idea of I would rather just. Play. It's not playing it safe. It's it got Kyle Shanahan to a Super Bowl. He essentially did it with the Falcons too, and Matt Ryan had the best year he ever did. Yeah. So you can yes, still going into well, we year were two asking too. Asking for the previous decade, what would happen if Aaron Rodgers has a running game and a defense? And that's and what we he's giving got him. Got that last year until the yes. NFC Championship. And what it didn't have a defense. What it went to was. Like, we go, what's with the receivers? Like, why do they suck? I do genuinely believe that they don't suck, but they're just like, they're they're definitely a not a they're massively, they're not a massively talented group, but they are also not as important. And what Mike McCarthy was running, essentially, while we had our third best receiver being a receiver that could have started on five other teams, was like, he was going for Andy Reid. He was just like, right. Just do it, and it was the right Slinging thing West to do. Offense, it was the right thing it. to do because Rogers. Until 2014. It worked until it didn't, and like our, I mean, the biggest yeah. fuck up was our defense is sucking ass forever. We hung on to kickers yep. for way too long. We definitely would have gone to another Super Bowl if that piece of shit wasn't here for this long. But we don't. Uh, we mean you're coaching. Uh, I mean, like, think you're a great human. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you are a bad human. I hear. Human. I hear that he <laughs> takes the stones over yeah. the Beatles. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I think that Rodgers comfortable in a second year with this offense will be forced to either be so stubborn to just be like, fuck this system and just fuck it up. And that's not at all how he's talking about this and like transitioning and um, his hesitance to throw balls the last few years. I genuinely, I believe him when he, it's like he's got Devontae Adams and then players who can't be in the right spot at the right time, generally. He definitely makes mistakes. There's plenty. He played like shit in the Washington game last yeah, year. Yeah, it was ugly. That was his worst game of and the, the year. Lions it was terrible. Game. And the Lions game sucked, too. And, the, and yeah, I came on 17. the podcast, and I was like, I've been First defending Rodgers all year, but he absolutely blew ass in like those games. But Well, uh, the most maddening thing about that was when he went back and watched the game film, there were open wideouts. He just didn't see him or didn't yes, get his progression. That's fast enough. my problem. But that's the inexperience. I, I'm going to give him a pass on the inexperience in the season now. At the time, I was pissed. Yes. Because it's like, dude, these guys are fucking open. Sure. I don't care if it's yeah. Geronimo Allison and Jake Kummerow. Right. They are open. Yeah. They beat their man, throw them the ball. Yeah. But then like, you listen. There was some with Sternberger. Yeah. 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 Too. Yeah. It's like, dude. Yes. I what? have a Rogers take, but first I want to hear. I forgot to Jack's say my got. bull take. I didn't actually oh. say it. No, it's, what is your bold fucking prediction? Will you get to the point already? I'm going to give Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make it. Or I love when Wes says he's gonna it, keep man. it short, and then he talks for twenty minutes. I need to. It needs to be reasonable, though. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's a bold. That ain't it's no bold, bold prediction. Bold. I'm gonna give Rogers. It better be five. Th- it better start with a five. He's gonna and end up at least a four. He's gonna end the season with a whole stable of stallions, twenty-five goats. <laughs> no, he's gonna have a Spanish villa. I'm gonna give him thirty. <laughs> I'm gonna give him thirty-five touchdown passes this year. Okay. I think that people are overestimating the concept that this, yeah, that would be good for you. So how, wait. I'm going to give, this is why. Everybody thinks that the Kyle Shanahan offense inherently means he just wants to run the ball more. What he wants to do is just what works. Aaron Jones. He wants to do what, (laughs) they want to do what works more. And a lot of actually play action out of those sets is what works a lot of the time. Like Jimmy G actually in the game in the regular season was kicking our ass what he was Jimmy throwing. G made some passes it was like, just I know people like shit on Jimmy G but Jimmy G is not that bad of a quarterback well he just eventually didn't need to do shit that's all against us because they were they ran so effectively well, Kyle Shanahan's like whatever the um, year before did Shanahan always have Jimmy G that was wasn't it with the Niners yes because so like that first year like Jimmy G was kind of like putting the team on his shoulders he still made plays he like did. before he blew out his ACL like yeah people was, like don't give that dude enough credit but then, but they did the same thing to him. Kyle Shanahan is like, I don't want you to be the one that wins me the game. I'm going just to. Just don't lose it. Yeah, and he effectively may have in the Super well, Bowl. Well, there's a part. Well, here's a part of <laughs> but, it though, Wes. Yeah, it's like it, when you start taking the ball out of someone's hand, and like when the position is all about rhythm, like you got to let them do their thing too. It's that, or the player in the position needs to learn to not always think they have to make the play. Yeah, you got to rely on your weapons. You need it's to a total team sport. Or like, just like, the game of football is completely a team sport. Yes, like, look at the, how the, the New England Patriots have gotten it done for years by piecing guys together who 100%. just do their job, right? Yeah. Okay, so you got 35 touchdowns. How many fucking yards, guy? Oh, you're going to make me do the yards. Is he going to fucking run any in? I don't think he's going to. Is he going to run no. five in two and get no. clips <laughs> 40? He ain't going to run any Why not? Because he, he doesn't run in touchdowns anymore. I'll give him 4K But he does so many calf raises, bro. But he did have 4,000 last year. I'm just trying to give him a touchdown upgrade, but that's like by 10 35? That's a lot. Did he only throw 25 touchdown passes? like 25 last year. I want to hear Jack's take, and then I got an error. That was without Devontae. That's amazing. Is it a Mike's bold prediction? Yes, yes, yes. No, um, predict no. something really nice for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's not the kind of show no. this is. Vikings. 
There are some players that come to mind that I think need to step up. Play fun. And their bad. fucking names are what? <laughs> I think Eric Wilson being the third linebacker. Never heard of There's him. not much bold about That's him taking a step forward, but I think that is bold. <laughs> I think Irv Smith Jr. Irv will yeah. be will be the top tight end by the end of the year. I okay. think Rudolph is just getting old. He's yeah, he's gonna be seasoned. just a red zone. Rudolph threat. is a little long in the tooth. He's been underutilized in his whole career. I think he's been a jack. Yeah, with <laughs> with the Vikings offensive line, I think there's gonna be a lot of opportunity for uh Irv Smith to step up with Cousins going to have to get the ball out of his hand quick. And yeah. Is this I year two for him? Irv? Yes. Or same you? same draft okay. as Sternberger. Yeah, so I think okay. Irv Smith is going to be the top tight end by the end of how the many year. T- how many touchdowns is Irv Smith catching? 12 or 15? Yeah, him being the top <laughs> tight end isn't necessarily a very bold prediction. I, want, I, I don't think something ridiculous. I don't think a ton of touchdowns because I think Rudolph will still be that red zone threat. Red zone but reindeer. Let's say okay. Uh, Jack, your bold prediction is <laughs> kind of making me sad. <laughs> let's say, let's say uh, six hundred yards for Irv Smith. I think oh. six hundred yards. I think that's bold Whoa. for him. I think that's bold for him. <laughs> that would be quite a bit for the second time. I don't even know how to feel right now. I'm just so <laughs> underwhelmed. I hear by that this Irv Smith skis in his jeans. He yeah, might. He's, yeah, he's from Jersey. He's from Jersey. <laughs> There's a good chance. <laughs> he might ski. Period. Uh, I don't uh, necessarily. I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, I feel like Irv like Smith, Smith. Yeah, he's a good player at Alabama. I think he's second and round pick. He's right. literally yeah. already a better player. Than yeah, Rudolph. I could see him being a, a really good player. I think your bold prediction uh, is fucking sad. Uh, uh, <laughs> how, how's this yards for a bold prediction? It could be someone else. The yeah, uh, a bold prediction. Tajay Sharp catches three balls on Sunday. Whoa. That's a bold prediction. That's a bit for much. Sharp. That's Yeah, a bit he's much. on injured reserve. That's a pretty bold. Prediction. I'm just is kidding. He? I don't know. Fuck no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. His he career out, man. Yeah, his, he's not even playing. His so his career, yeah, that is his real career high is like 25 catches in a season. <laughs> Spencer, did you? I don't think you gave yours yet. Well, I want to give a my take on Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And Welcome to the fireside chat. Yeah, Spencer Miller. So, to do 2014 was a great year. He won the you MVP. Sounded like Tyrone Bigums had a dry mouth. <laughs> <laughs> <He could> crack it. <coughs> Go ahead, Ben. No. Go ahead. 2014, he won the MVP. N- the next offseason, Jordan Nelson tears his ACL on the shitty ass Pittsburgh Steelers field uh, in the second week of the preseason. Fuck you, Steelers. Yeah. That fuck you, Steelers. Outside of the. Run the table week six, uh, 2016 play that he had where he basically just went full Superman. He was insane. That was the last great football, like elite Aaron Rodgers football that we've seen. Yeah. Okay. But the question really is, is it because of him or is it because of the receiving core? And it's hard to say because he's been getting older and so you expect regression. But we've also not drafted any receiver uh, in the top three rounds since uh, Devontae Adams, Adams. In, if you count Ty Montgomery. Mm, but I don't know. There's evidence of him, like, slinging out to fucking Earl Boykin or whatever the fucking guy's name was. Jared Boykin? Jared Boykin. Earl yeah. Boykins was the 5'5 five five Nuggets think player. My oh. opinion is that <laughs> I, was I think close. it's somewhere in the middle. I think naturally he's regressed from his athletic prime, which you would expect. Yeah. You but would also, not gather that by listening to anybody talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, well, that's a whole I other know. fucking... That's a joke, by the way. It is a that's joke. another yeah, topic. That's another topic. On. Sorry my, to interrupt. My thought is that Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions last year. Think about that for a second. That's insane. 
That motherfucker threw three interceptions. Jameis Winston threw three All interceptions by the time you were done saying that sentence. <laughs> All of last year. Yeah. Okay. He did enough to get us to the Super Bowl. Yes. In the first year of a new offense with one good receiver. Yes. Like, as much as we want to talk up these other guys, how excited would we have been if we drafted a guy in the first round? We'd have been like, okay, it's a great now idea. we don't need those offseason puff pieces on Marquez Valdez-Scantling, yeah. a fifth-round pick who sucked ass last year. Yeah, because like, he hurt his ankle, he couldn't catch no more. Sure. <laughs> yeah, if he ends fuck? up being good, <laughs> if he ends up being good, I will be happy. Yeah, but too. the fact is, we have basically not invested at all in the wide, re- wide receiver yeah. position, nope. and we haven't done it really since 2014. Okay. Now the Chiefs have watched what we did after we won the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers in 2010, and said, instead of spending all of our first and second round draft picks on defense, hoping that that's okay, we're just going to make sure our offensive pieces are good and hope yeah. the defense comes together. Because what we did was say, let's draft all defense and hope the offense comes together with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That sounds okay in theory, but it didn't work because our defense was. Terrible. Not coming together. Uh, so my take is that in the second year of the system, Aaron Rodgers was already good enough to win the Super Bowl last year. All we need is any sort of production from the secondary pass catchers. And I don't know if we're going to get it, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a pretty damn good year this season. And... You kind of had a bold prediction already. Uh-oh. So, oh, I can't we're going, it's be going over bold, the top. It's going to be going even more bolder. What's that? Is it going to be bolder than mine? Because then I got to. I don't know <laughs> if I can go bolder than you on Aaron Rodgers. The I only, just kind of wanted did you to say thirty-five and how many yards? I did said four K, thirty-five touchdowns. That's not even. That's like a so average I'll just go with season now. That is not here's average. My, that's average. Here's my bold top prediction. average <laughs> yards yards wise. I'll go with this for a bold prediction. Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP this year. That's bold as fuck. <laughs> I, I could see it because Aaron Rodgers it, comes yes, well, out and he wins the fucking MVP of the league this year. I could see it because it's going to be a fucking revenge tour. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. We yeah. draft his replacement. You're forgetting too. He spends, he's single again. Yep. He's he dumped Danica Patrick. He spent all off season noticing that they draft a replacement. And he spent all this time in the interviews saying how he loved to play into his 40s. He did everything possible to make sure they didn't pull a Brett Favre on him and draft, draft his replacement when and he was boom. in his late 30s. And then they did anyway. Best laid plans. Okay. It's just like a Blake Martinez thing. So that's what I'm going to go with. Aaron Rodgers, MVP of the year. We are that's stacked bold. this year. We are stacked. We just need a couple of things to go right. Yeah. Well, I'm not really sure what you mean by stack because you just went on this diatribe that you don't know that our secondary wide receivers are good enough. He means so the, what the team. Fuck you talking Sorry, about we're stacked. I mean the whole team. The whole team. Our wide receiver twos are not stacked, but basically everything. Maybe else. this is the year. You think they're good enough? I think if Aaron Rodgers makes something out of his wide receiver core, I guess not. my question is this: Name another. Name two number two cornerbacks in the NFC North. Two number two. Two number two cornerbacks that will line up against Alan Lazard. Name them. Can you fucking do it? Well, the difficulty becomes. <laughs> I can't do it. No, exactly. Hold on. Gladney? I'm not. I <laughs> like. I, I both understand the point, but the sometimes teams don't like operate like with. They don't all follow corners, so they like team. No, like, it's matchup driven. Yeah. But at the, but that's still part of it, though. Right. <laughs> that's my point. Is that yeah. You don't fucking know because there isn't necessarily. 
I, I like to give the organization in this instance the benefit of the doubt where it's like name the number two uh, like if it, in terms of like top tandem, cornerback tandems, name like four number twos uh, in the league. Marcus Kevin King. Peters. No, Marcus Kevin King. I was getting for the Ravens. Marcus two. Peters and? Kevin King. Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. Okay. That's one. Oh, Jair yeah. and Kevin King? Is that two? I don't know. No, that doesn't count. Count your own fucking team. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, like the point stands. There's not many tandems, but the the point is, our receipt uh, the secondary receiving option is as average as other teams' second corner option. While you can look at plenty of teams like the Falcons or the Cowboys or Ridley the and Chiefs. Gallup. Yeah, I'm sa- the point I'm trying to make is a secondary they have bigger op- names in, as their the wide receivers. Se- their second wide receiver can eat the lunch of any corner the opposing team throws at them the entire game. But like, maybe that's part of it is the bull- is the bullshit though, right? Because I know we've had this conversation on this podcast that cornerback on the field because you don't know what the play is is arguably one of if not the hardest yeah, job it on is. the t- Yeah, right. So it, it is should, if- it doesn't necessarily matter the level of ability well, I d- don't get me it wrong. Does. It matters the level of ability, but when you're talking about wide receivers, yeah, is that they should always still have the upper hand in yeah. that situation. Well, it's always going to be better. Like I, I'm, I'm just saying, you, no, you don't always need it, and we won 13 games, so clearly you don't always need it. Um, the reason we're critical is because if if we'd gone out and we drafted, say one of the top defensive linemen, or if we drafted Patrick Queen in the first round, and then we came back in the second and we drafted another position of need, say uh, Ezra Cleveland, for example, or another cornerback, then we wouldn't, like, we'd still be critical of our wide receivers. We'd be like, okay, so we didn't address wide receiver, but we addressed positions of need. And the problem is that we didn't address positions of need for this year, and that's why people have a problem with it because – Aaron Rodgers talking about playing to his 40s. Had a three-interception year last year. You know, we didn't really need that that pick in the first round. We could have got a quarterback years down the road, I think. And then A.J. Maybe. Dillon yeah. certainly was – he's a luxury pick for us. That's a luxury pick, for sure. Totally a luxury pick. Yes. And there were other guys in the second – like, that's where you would have wanted to draft a receiver or you would have wanted to draft a corner because Kevin King might not be extended yeah. or you would have wanted to draft a right tackle well, I feel or like D lineman or inside linebacker. But see, now here's part of my issue with this is now as we talk more and more and hash this out, a lot of the wide receivers, if not all of them, like all we're talking about is their ability to make plays down the field where we know for a fact in this offense is like your ability to block. You know what I mean? We're That's talking true, about big-time players. The run blocking is important but for our receivers. In this, in our offense, you have to be able to block. That's fact. And you talk about you're going to take a guy from a college that has that their only job basically is to go down the field and make plays where they don't have these elite schemes and the scheme up like these blocking um, ideas. Now you're going to take him and like you're just going to plug him in, and this dude's going to be able to go ahead and just fucking lock down well, blocks. Well, wouldn't you have just said that about Lazard coming out of college though? Like. They eventually it would have some taken some time, but any yeah, big body receiver. If we'd have drafted yeah. Pittman with his big body, fucking, I would have assumed that he could yeah, learn how to he's block. Massive, well, they he? didn't have to rely on Lazard right away. It wasn't until the Lions game that he broke out, and that was weeks down the road. And I'm not trying right, to say that saying. that would not have happened with uh, another wide receiver. But when you draft a wide receiver, that also takes like some of the – it kind of downplays, right? Like That can kind of downplay what these other people have done and the work that they've put in, and then it's like the pressure, like, oh, you got to feed this guy and da-da-da-da-da. But it's like now it's like you're just relying on the guys you have in-house, and there's no kind of outside pressure from anybody doing it. They can just go out and do their thing. Well, I mean, like, so 
if we just didn't have Devontae Adams, what would the discussion be right now? Well, they probably would have got a guy, though. So, like... Yeah, I agree with that. Of course, that's... I'm trying to make it, like, as obvious as possible. Like, if we just don't have Devontae Adams right now, it is blatantly obvious we need a wide receiver. If the... I mean, like, if, like, if you were given t- the chance to trade Lazard for Calvin Ridley... It's Even like, if his run blocking well, was worse, course, then he would trade. Brainer. But then, like, yeah. that's the point we're but making, though. Yeah, I like, mean, Justin a, Jefferson. Even if his run blocking was worse, we are of the opinion the value that he would have made a more positive impact on the team than yeah than Alan Lazard might have made. Yeah, that's that's all. It's just the it, like it's just the philosophy and down the of, road. Maybe not this year, but you got to count years in the future. Right. And yeah, I, I Justin guess Justin Jefferson's ceiling. Is really good. Lazard yeah, undrafted free agent. I mean, yeah, I'm excited about Lazard. I I'm, really am. I mean, it's he's going to be our second but best receiver. Given the wide receiver class this year, it's it's frustrating we didn't come away with anybody. It's arguably. To, to I breathe. guess what it comes back Mal down practice. to, though, we're <laughs> going to circle back to Wes's conversation about the offense and like the offense itself doesn't even necessarily rely. On wide receivers. No, I That's said it, does, it doesn't necessarily rely, rely on quarterback as much as most teams try to. I like quite quite actually the opposite. Um, the the 49ers. I thought you said wide receiver. No, the, the, I, I would. That's a good point because. I wouldn't actually say that. The 49ers' second first round pick was Brandon Ayuk, and it was for a very specific reason. They drafted, That's true. They drafted Debo Samuel in the second round. If anything, they rely more on their playmakers than the quarterback. It, it's quite the opposite. They, they go after. Speed and rack ability and open feet like yeah we like yeah. catch Brandon Ayuk and our offense would have made a lot of sense yep. for a that's a guy I was interested Randall in. Cobb replacement I would have been ecstatic at the idea of it, players you just get the ball to and see what they do and someone like Debo Samuel makes Jimmy Graham look way fucking better than he is when he catches a pass for five yards yeah. and takes it fifty yards like that's well the that's way. also I two different positions I agree Debo Samuel is a receiver. You said Jimmy Graham. Oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo. My bad. I, oh, I, I, sorry. I was. <laughs> my bad. I just I let that go. I Jimmy sure. Graham and I, I meant and Jimmy and Debo Samuel. Yeah, like, no, Jimmy Garoppolo make or Debo Samuel. Well, you could make that same. Then you could turn around and make that same argument about Aaron Rodgers early in his career, because a lot of that offense was short screen passes, oh. bubble screens, and slants, and all that shit. Hundred percent. So you, yeah, you could argue a lot of that, and not to say like obviously Aaron Rodgers' numbers are fucking way better than Jimmy Garoppolo's at this stage in their career, but you could argue a lot of that was yak, especially the Super Bowl it, season. Yeah, it well, was. I think that was because we had, like, three legit options. Exactly. And Two Aaron of them on the second round. was good enough to – I mean, if you watch any of our games back in that era, we were getting seven yards every first down yeah. because he'd be like, all right, snap, snap throw. throws to Donald Driver, he's running a fucking out route, yeah. seven yards – Boom. Like, who needs a running game? And we don't really do that anymore. And we don't know if it's the scheme or if it's Aaron Rodgers or if it's because we don't have the receivers. Yeah. But maybe we should go on to the Vikings yeah, matchup. Yeah, sorry. This, let's go ahead. Probably not. Unless you got anything. <laughs> um, do you just want to go into the matchup? Or? <laughs> let's go Let's go, go ahead, on Jack. to the Vikings matchup. You're going to say something. So our, all of our bold predictions are about Aaron Rodgers this year. Hold on. No. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that if uh, Spencer's bold prediction were to come true, I think you'd see him make players like Alan Lazard or Tanyan Right. More productive. Kind of like Tom Brady made Dion Branch a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Jack. True. 
<laughs> We're going to move on to the That's matchup, I point. think, right? Do you just want to go to the game? Yeah. yeah. Let's go on to the game now. Spencer right. Miller. He's had a lot to drink today. Clearly. <laughs> uh, his, takes, his takes were already formulated before the episode. So they would have been the same. There are no alcohol-induced opinions here. Everything <laughs> is non-biased. Yeah. It's Clear not cut. that your takes change. It's just no, that it's your, uh, uh, your willingness to make the takes alcohol. changes. All right, we'll move on to the, the week one matchup here, Packers-Vikings. <laughs> It's all good. Um, we will go with – I put X-Factors down first oh, yeah. if we want to do that for the game. Or what do you think we should – Maybe do? let's talk about the general, Just general matchup, matchup first. Sure. I want to know, Jack, what concerns you the most about a Vikings victory and Ben also? Um, I think Devontae Adams is going to have a field day. I think he's going to go for like 180. And I like that as an Adams owner in fantasy. Owner. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, yeah, you I always, too. <laughs> I always play the hedge in fantasy. I got uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and uh, – Just during this episode, Devontae I tried to train him try Tyreek Hill for Devontae Adams, and he said no. Ooh. Yeah, so my fantasy strategy is just playing the hedge against the Packers, make it a win-lose situation. <laughs> so I got Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and I don't like it because it's hard defense. to trap Packers when you do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Devonte Adams, I am, I wouldn't say I'm even concerned about him. I just basically think I can lock him in for, you know, 140. And I think he's going to go for probably more around 180. Um, I think the first and second level of the Vikings defense could have some success in neutralizing Aaron Jones. Uh, but it's really just a matter of those ancillary uh, pass catchers right. and uh, what the Vikings D is going to do about them because I could easily see it being a big day for Rodgers, over 300 yards, a few touchdowns. Um, I think if it's going to be a competitive game, it's going to be a high-scoring game because hmm. um, just of the offseason that the Vikings had and the holes that they have in their defense. Sure. All right. Ben. Um, filling in for my boy, obviously Gary Hendricks isn't here, <laughs> but his take on this uh, football matchup. It would have been one meow. Right. Purple Haze. Yeah, he's my three-month-old tabby cat. Right. He's a uh, gray and black fucking gorgeous cat. He's a really well-mannered individual. He's a stallion in cat He's form. a fucking stallion. Um, I think he would have had to say that. Meow. Also, meow. Right. Um, sort yeah. of like rough <laughs> translation here, but yeah. meow mix, please deliver. You know what? We're gonna go out there and we're gonna meow our best, mm -hmm. and that's what you gotta do in the morning. We just gotta we gotta go out there and we gotta play the game. Gotta play some football. I'm not actually being serious. <laughs> what? I, you know we're gonna fucking win. We're gonna win. We gotta win. We Whoa. can't we can't do three three and out. Okay, here's where we need to add a, a laughing sound effect. The sitcom laughing sound effect. After the your, we're your win. assertion that the Vikings are going to win. <laughs> Follow us and donate to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we unfortunately do not have a trip Patreon. <laughs> we'll, we'll be making a Patreon soon. <laughs> Gary Hendricks has a Patreon at, at Gary Hendricks. At Gary Hendricks for doesn't... the love of God, let the Vikings do well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, um, Jesus, if you're there, could you, like, sort of do, like, what you do and help us be good for tomorrow in the game? <laughs> for us to do the winning because uh, 
You ain't gonna do that. Honestly, the I pack think shall crumble before us. I think purple you guys, victory. You guys are fucked Jesus. Th- tomorrow. You might be good down the road, but with your new draft picks who aren't preseason experienced, you've done nothing to stop Desaria Smith. Desaria? After Desarius. Delirious Smith. <laughs> Delirious. You've done nothing. Dementia Smith. To stop the three point five <laughs> sacks that he had last week sixteen. Mm, I don't think yeah. that's yeah, that's a huge problem. Go ahead, Jeff. I, Sorry, I Jack, think it ahead, would have to be a low scoring game for the Vikings to win, and I just don't see that happening. I um, think yeah, Wait, ahead, what? Jack, go ahead. You wait, a low scoring game? I think it would have to be a low scoring game for the Vikings to win. I thought you said it was gonna be a shootout. I yeah, think it's going to be, be a, a shootout, shootout, but I think the Packers are going to win. Okay. Yeah. I think that um, it would have to be a low-scoring game for, for the, the Vikings, Vikings to win. I understand. Yeah. I actually agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, because yeah, I think Jair's going to lock up uh, Thielen. Probably. I they got history, which I love I really to watch if anybody's ever seen that. Dude, I won't lie. To watch. I, I, I want to respect him more, but he took like a few cheap shots at Jair just because he played good coverage last Jair year. Jair gets in his head. He totally does. Yeah. Like, I mean, Jair is a fucking... I, mean, I can totally understand I like not being a Packer He fan. didn't play Devon that... Gr- I don't think he played a touchdown great. his last seven games against the Packers. Yeah. but That's a big loss, that's man. Huge. That's yeah, a it huge is. loss for you guys. But we Thielen. got two receivers to worry about. One receiver to worry about tomorrow. We got Irv Smith to worry about. Thielen went undrafted, and he's from Detroit Lakes. I don't, don't know for- if anybody's mentioned don't that. Don't forget Who? about that. Adam Thielen? <laughs> yeah. Is? It's mentioned on every, every broadcast. Every team. single time the Vikings play and Thielen catches a ball for the last five years. He's from Detroit, Detroit Lakes. From Detroit Lakes. Don't forget. He That's where Wee Fest is, uh, where they used to have the 10,000 Lakes Festival, is where the hippies <laughs> would go and put babies in buckets <laughs> and uh, take a bunch of acid. It's an amazing place. <laughs> Everybody uh, go there. Uh, Adam Thielen's hometown also. Okay. He also had to spend $250 to get into the Mankato Combine or something. I I can't remember. Well, it worked out for him. This was a great investment. It was a good investment. (laughs) I don't know how biased this is, but I don't understand how you guys are favored. I think that's absolutely fake news. So does Jack think that's It is. It's It's 100% fake news. You guys have a bunch of good (laughs) draft picks (laughs) that have no experience, and you've lost all these players that do well against us, including Daniil Hunter. And we have lost a right tackle who won't be going against Daniel Hunter. I think it's either going to be we win by a little bit or we win by a lot tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's how this game's going to go. Okay. You have no way to stop Aaron Jones from scoring 150 yards and at least one touchdown tomorrow. You can't guard Devontae Adams. I don't know what the fuck you guys are going to do tomorrow. Yeah, I, think I got the Packers big tomorrow. Maybe y- later in the year you guys put up a fight, but yeah, not I think, the first week. I think oh. taking the Packers as three, an three. underdog is just Stealing. smart money. I it mean, was so weird. I could put some money down I, in Vegas. I could have understood shit. if the Vikings were given like a one point because they were like they thought it was a f- toss up and a home thing, but it's literally by like three points, so we barely would have been favored at home. Isn't it yeah. three and a half though? It, it yeah. went yeah. home field, field advantage. So they're so technically the Packers are favored by a half. Point. That's with oh. fans though. Oh. What does home field um, mean with no fans in the stands? I, it, ho- I don't. Well, think well, they're, they're still pumping in fake crowd noise, which is no. The Vikings are obviously. Not unfamiliar with that practice, right? But we think that that's all mental. So <laughs> oh, if yeah. the Packer players actually know that the fans is fake ass bullshit, 
I, it's not well, about it that. The same effect. It's, it's about real crowd it's about hearing uh, calls at the line. It depends on how. Well, loud I know it, that. Right. Yeah, I think that's bullshit. I think they should just let them play clean and just add that new element, like where you can hear. I and, agree. And let the, the hand signals is, is it either hand stupid. signals or is it go you go with the calls that adds such a layer. It's like baseball. That's what I wanted. Then you start talking baseball shit and baseball signs, and then it gets a little more interesting. It's not going to happen. And it makes stealing signs a little more interesting. That's right, because it's all about the image of NFL football, right? Because yeah, it's like, oh, okay, it has stupid. to be this I mean, ambiance, it's this experience. It makes sense that whether it's real or fake. I imagine the normal the fan would want the crowd noise, but the Fuck diehard that. fans wouldn't. Fuck then if you're there, you better be liquored up or you have your voice <laughs> warmed up and you yelling. What are the key <laughs> matchups? What are the key matchups of this game for you guys? Besides the right tackle, whoever it is, of the Packers versus Yannick Ngakwe. I think Ngakwe. We, we've kind of talked about mm, already. I think he might be playing on the other I, side. So I just want to go back and I want to I want to agree right with Jack so on, the, on this low-scoring game. Because well. the point that I made earlier today, the best chance for the Minnesota Vikings to win this football game is if Dalvin Cook carries the football 30 times. It yeah. averages four to five yards Yeah, if it's, it's yeah. effective he running. It has just, to absolutely... Yeah. They have to dominate the line of scrimmage, which is going to be tough. I don't know a ton about the Vikes' O-line. I don't think it really improved. They still got Riley Reef. They run block better than they pass block, according to PFF. But other than that, it's still the same cast of characters. I think it's generally the same people. Cleveland appears to be the backup left guard. Um, Oh, left guard. But, yeah, it's a key matchup is Adam Thielen and Jair Alexander. That is a big one, too. That's huge. It'll be a lot harder. Gonna have any chance, right? It'll be interesting to see if the Packers shadow. I don't think we actually are a defense that does that because, like, Jair will be playing some random ass receivers sometimes, and it bothers me. I feel like I I generally am okay with it if a team has enough firepower, but like the Vikings' firepower is Cook more so than any ancillary receiver. Absolutely, one of the best players in football. Jair Alexander should just. Follow Thielen. That's not going to happen. It's what is smart. Yeah, it's, the it's smarter not going to happen. For it's that reason, though, um, to your point about Cook, I say, and to Ty's point about Cook, I say, in accordance with that, the Vikings need time of possession to be yes. like 38 minutes. To yes, win this yeah, game. yeah, they, they just hang out of the ball, hundred percent, and they score every time if they have any chance. And the, you know what's going to be, and the, this is a pretty big thing going into. Uh, the Vikings' favor of that, well, it really goes to both teams' favor that hasn't been addressed yet, is that you're coming into a season with no preseason games. So, granted, they never really showed much in preseason anyway, but you're for sure going in with nothing. No tape, you have no yeah. tendencies to play. Like, you for sure know Dalvin, and they're probably going to stick to something, but they got a new offensive coordinator again. Who's their OC now? Kubiak. You know? um, isn't it Gary? Is it Gary? Did isn't Gary it Ga- just step no, in? No, isn't it his son, or is it Gary? Oh, it's Gary, my bad. So Gary just stepped in. So you kind of have some idea of the history of Gary Kubiak okay. and what they're going to run, obviously, because he's been in the NFL a very long time. Yeah. But you don't really know because you haven't seen anything. There's no tape on it. So you really have that element of unknown. But, again, I said that it favors both teams. I th- yeah, yeah, I think it the favoring of the no preseason and the limited camp time this year will just be to veterans and, like, the teams that maybe have more veterans than young I players. I agree with that. Will help. I think that's a great yeah. point. And if Which you play. It would and probably be the Packers in this instance with their players are more – well, I mean, I guess in fairness, Cousins, Cook, and Thielen have played together virtually almost as much as Rodgers, Jones, and Adams. That's true. A- Jones or Rodgers and Adams have, I think – the or no, actually, Thielen – well, Kirk, but Kirk Cousins didn't join until uh, 
fucking Two years ago now. Is he going into his third this year? Is his, is this his third and final year of guaranteed third. money? No, he yeah. signed a new one. He got an extension. Oh, he did. I got an extension. So, oh, okay. yeah. But um, um, and then the defense. And all Packer fans celebrated. <laughs> I do think it benefits our defense though, because most of them Cutler, now but have been together at least the two years, oh, some no. three. <laughs> but because of that, um, veterans versus rookies, no preseason situation to take that stress right. off of the rookie corners. Yeah, that makes the time of possession even more important. But, right. I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. that's. I agree. The strategy for the Vikings to win this week is Dalvin Cook. I mean, yeah, because in third down, we we all saw what happened just in Week 16 last year. I don't expect it to be too much different this year. You guys can't guard our pass rushers, so no. you have to run the ball yeah. to have any sort of shot. And you couldn't establish it in Week 16 because you had Mike Boone lining up in the backfield. Yeah. In Week 2, Dalvin Cook was doing pretty well against us. We just had all those scripted plays, yep. and we went up 21 nothing. We went up early, yeah, yeah. super and early. you guys yeah. had yeah. to kind of claw, way, you know, claw well, they, your way back. And you, you actually probably should have won they that. They should have probably yeah. won. Yeah. Kevin King had a red zone interception because Kirk Cousins yeah. threw it. Well, it wasn't. Hail Mary oh, yeah, yeah, first yeah, yeah, and goal. Yeah. That was yeah. a yeah, brutal yeah, pick. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think you have to. That's I'll early. That's also that. early in the season, though, True. too, right? Yeah. So there's yeah. a there's a thing that I've actually noticed. Like you have to take into account like this early in the season shit because teams then they have a lot of hope, like human willpower and human intelligence and your acknowledgement of where where you're at versus what's realistic is a true thing that you can't fight. I agree. So everybody believes that they have a chance at the beginning of the season. So you're going to get Minnesota's best shot tomorrow regardless. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. down the line, it's like if you're sh- And the shitty. Patriots are going to get Miami's best shot. But that because early yes. season mistake with Cousins on that Kevin King Huge. pick, like that is a high school that was decision. Pretty, he held on to it so long, and he was at hyped. that time of the throw. It was, it was first and goal. Yeah. He just yeah. got hyped. Oh and my I mean, God. And that was I when fall back to how Aaron Jones ran in the both games. Oh, he, kicked, he low key kicked the Vikings he ass won more than people thousands realize. Thousands of people fantasy championships. <laughs> yeah, that's in week sixteen last year. Yeah, he didn't win me. Didn't win me. Here's actually a good question, Jack and Ben. Do you think that Kendricks can replace, or sorry, repeat his elite season? Because after several years of being good but not elite, he was elite last year. What do you expect from him this year? I mean, I hope you can repeat it, but it's hard, it's <laughs> yeah. it's really hard to expect anyone who is top five at their position to repeat. You know, I think he got people, a defensive player of the year vote from somebody even. Actually. Yeah, and I think that he's hungry. I think he wants it. I think he knows that he did pretty damn good last year, but that's not going to stop him. He's pretty young. He's got the fire. I think. I he's, hope uh, that he's full. <laughs> uh, I hope we had a good not meal. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't want any more to eat. No, I mean you have a uh, all these guys on this team, right? This Vikings team, they know that they have to get some shit done this year. I mean Minnesota expects a Super Bowl. Obviously, we expect a Super Bowl regardless of how good our team is every year because we haven't fucking really won one yet. So we want yeah, that. You haven't won no, one. No, not really won yeah. one. Just <coughs> factually, Defended. you haven't won <coughs> one yet. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, when were the Packers founded? Nineteen. Uh, right around the time that like Titanic. 61. But yeah. since you guys were founded, we've still won two. No, four Super Bowls. See, that's that's why you don't bring up that fact I, because then the Packers fan will say, "Since then, <laughs> we have had <laughs> results." Let's Fair quick. Yeah. 
We've got we have gone quite a while. I just realized. So what we'll do here is we'll do the game. We'll just do a quick score game prediction that we can wrap it up here, fellas. X factors for the game. Well, You're passing that. We? I'm passing that. All right, let's do it. All right, I'm gonna start. I think uh, score. Give me a score and a winner. All right, Vikings 33, Packers 29. Damn. I can go 29. You can. That's what you get to 27. Get a safety. Two, <laughs> two point two, You get a you get a safety at a 27 point game. Happen. Oh, it's gonna be crazy. I told you we're gonna have a fun game tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Jack. Jack. Um what do you got? despite me saying the Vikings need to dominate the time of possession, um I am not sure it's gonna happen. I'm saying thirty one twenty four Packers. All right, Smith. I think that the gap is gonna be larger than people think. I agree. The Lions prognosticators are going to be full of shit. We're As they are year over year. We're a good team. I got us 30 to 14 tomorrow. I don't think it's going to be close. I mean, I don't see how you guys can stop us. It'll be close offense. early. And I don't see how we're not going to shut you guys down on defense. If it's a blowout, it's going to be a Packers blowout. Yeah. 30 to 14 yeah. Packers. My X factor for the game is Aaron Jones. Okay. Ty, no, you go. Me? I don't want to take yours. Um. Yeah. No. That's so, no. I'm taking all yours. Technically, I guess. Just haven't spoken yet. That's why I'm giving <laughs> um, you the chance first. I. It's a little similar to Spence. I brought it a little closer. I guess I'm kind of like lamely <laughs> Vegas hedging. It, well, no, because they think the Vikings are gonna win. I'm still taking the Packers. I got it 28-17. Um. Yeah. I just don't. I think it's gonna be hard to uh, see the Vikings win without the. Explosion of Dal- Dalvin Cook in a possession, like what you were saying, Jack. Um, but, yeah. Ty, go ahead. It's wild. Who's your X Factor? Some wild-ass shit. X Factor. Two seconds. Who's your Rex Factor? I'll go Rex Ryan. I, I just feet guy. I just put Adams down. I Tay. got Jair and Cam Dantzler. That's it. Those are good ones. Those are good. Those yeah. are good. Spence, who are your X Factors? Yet? I said Aaron Jones. That's it? Yep. Okay. He can repeat what he does. There's you no got a Vikings way. X Factor Vikings in X honor factor? of our Vikings fans here? Yeah, sure. I think if uh, Riley Reef can somehow block Zaria Smith, then that might be pretty good for him. Then only Kenny Clark would get three sacks. Dalvin is the obvious X Factor. I put, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got, Ty? That's awesome. Um, so, game predictions. I agree. I really don't see how this is going to be. Ugh, God, I say that, and then I'm like going through my head. I know. I say it's not going to be close, and I say, well, it's the first game of the season. Watch and it. They're going to come out hot. It'll probably happen. Come out hot, and there's like this, all this unplanned stuff, so they could Division stay with rivalry. them. Division rivalry in Minnesota. I mean, your prediction. So, I don't. But ultimately, there's co- there in one team has way more continuity than the other. Period. Yeah, and that's a fact. Yeah, and talent levels of running back, I'd say, are a wash. They, people would g- love to give the edge to Dalvin, but if you look at last year and compare numbers, then it's like, well, Dalvin well, Cook you can't skis give in his jeans. So, <laughs> and you look at wide receiver, it's like, well, who has the edge of wide receiver? It's like, okay, that's clearly Devontae over Thielen at this point in their careers. Um, so I think the game, the I, I think win. the Packers are actually going to double them up. I think it's going to be thirty-four seventeen. Dang. 
I think they could very easily double them up. I, I got, love it. It's not your turn yet, I got Ben. Wait your turn. I'll you hand got the I, I got Ben's. I got Ben's. 33-29. Well, he's trying to hand take the microphone he from can. me. It's That's not fine. your turn yet. No, it ain't his turn yet. Where's your X Factor? What a ridiculous take, Tyler Miller. Thank you. <laughs> That's all you had to say? Okay. All right. Thanks, all right. Thanks Ty, for what's your X Factor? Real um, quick. You can give both fights and packs. Yeah, okay. So for Minnesota, it's obviously, in my opinion, well, I, I could say Dalvin Cook, but I'm going to do you one better because the people that have to help Dalvin Cook the most are the offensive line. So it has yeah, to be an yeah. outshowing. That's what the I'm Minnesota saying. Vikings have to show up with the their A-plus offensive yeah, line. Their best offensive They have line to game. show up with, like, a Super Bowl performance week one at the home. The strawberries have to be and ripe. And they have to dominate the line of scrimmage for them to win. Yeah, for that sure. Period. They will have to dominate they the line of scrimmage. Not. How about the Packers? Uh, you know I love Aaron Jones like a ton. Like I, there's oh. no I make no bones about it. Taken because I'm gonna go ahead and just say a Jones. And you can't <laughs> deny it, right? Because if you look at just pure fantasy numbers, he's averaging like 27 points. What about the last your J.K. Scott week one from last year? You that gotta was repeat so that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that the was Dolphin Corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that dynamite dropping. So that well. was probably the best take, best thing. <laughs> My best prediction a ever in my life. game, the punter. The All right, we got to have Ben's X-Factors. Who's your X-Factor, Ben? Give it to me. Um, I would say my X-Factor. <coughs> Today. Come on. My X-Factor is Kirk Cousins. Kirk, Kirk Cousins has to do something. <laughs> I put down Kurt. Kirk. We got Kurt. Kurt Buzzins is Cousins. He's got to really do something, or else we're not gonna win the game of the footballs. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Thanks. All right, I think we're gonna wrap it up here, fellers. <laughs> uh, you can follow us here at the Top Cheese Podcast on Twitter. I have it at, at Podcast Cheese, or you can follow me on Twitter. I don't know why you would, but if you want to, for some you should. Your Top Cheese, you know what I'm saying? W Miller, yeah, W Miller zero eight three zero. That's my handle. I don't even remember that shit. Your handle's or, whack. You can follow. Does anybody <laughs> else want to give me a handle? Spencer's is at Captain Thaddeus. That's T H A D D I U S. Follow me, motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't think you're on Twitter, are you, Ty? Um, what's my Twitter? Oh. <laughs> what's your Twitter? My ben? Twitter is Ben Splinter Twelve. There you go. Uh, my Avi is a picture of Pepe the Prawn. Okay. Um, Jack, you got a Twitter? You want me to? You want people? You want the people to follow you? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. No, Jack doesn't want you to follow him. Leave him alone. <laughs> we are gonna sign off here, everybody. Have a good. Football weekend. Um, 30 to 14. Primarily maybe. if you're a Packer fan. Enjoy the weekend. But I'm just kidding. No. I hope the Packers lose <laughs> in good faith. It's going to be...